Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 122. We are back down in the basement for a late night recording session tonight. Behind the curtain again. Behind God the curtain. Damn it. Because we are off to an independent wrestling show tomorrow when we normally are recording That's this true. or just finishing recording this. So we just thought before we'd... Uh, full gear. Yeah, just and then we got full gear tomorrow night as well. So a big day of wrestling for us. But I'm your host with my co-host and teenage son Jack. I don't know, man. What's oh you? Uh, I know one thing you could talk about in our banter is you saw a movie last week after we recorded. Oh, right? All right, yeah. And how was it? You and your friends? Right, yeah. Black Panther two or Wakanda Forever. It it was great actually. Um. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. That was um, not your initial report. Your they... friends seemed to like it more than you when I picked you. No, up. I really at liked one it. o'clock. By the way. Yeah. No, I really liked it. It was that's a lot of grief in there because they're kind of dealing with the death of Black Panther or Chadwick Boseman because he died of right. cancer. So they kind of like. The way they did that was, it doesn't spoil too much, was like, he just kind of, his character dies of a illness or whatever, so it's like, kind of bl- blurring the lines of, a lot, just sure. it's like, it's pretty much Between what happened. what actually happened, yeah. Yeah, and so it was really good. The villain, uh, Namor, Samariner, it's, he's kind of like Aquaman, but he came first. He's got wings on his ankles and pointed ears, and he's a mutant. Um, He's awesome. He was great. Nice. Uh, really well done. Uh, And he's got like his race of blue people, and they're kind of... You got some. Sounds interesting. Next, can ask Tycho Moonses and whatever, but he he was really good. He was what Gore should have been uh, with you know, Christian Bale and the yeah. Thor movie. Good he, enough he that really you'll good. see it again because you've seen. Yeah, him. probably. Okay. I was. We were, if we hadn't gone before, we would have gone uh, today. But you know, we went last week. It it was really good. Yeah, it was, and it it was two hours forty one minutes, which is good because. It was a little long, but the past yeah, two Marvel as movies... as the person waiting to pick you up, it was a little long. The past two movies have been, like, just on the cusp of two hours, which is too short, in two, my opinion. Two forties too long. Because... Um, and the other ones just felt rushed, so I don't mind it being a little more bloated than being rushed. Did you so, hear it? It was good. Did you hear? Listen. Yeah, I can hear. Yeah. I hear the cat it. is yeah. back. Back in London. She's out there. It's funny. Yeah, so, and then tomorrow we are going to see, I think we mentioned it last week, but Smash Wrestling and, I keep forgetting the other federation. WXW. WXW, that's going to be on the network at some point, right? So, uh, Smash Because right, is... I think WXW is one of the promotions that um, WWE's got, like, their library on there. Yeah, where like, is it progress. from? Is it German or is it... I think so. Yeah. I think that's the German one. And, the, and I think they have, like, Progress and I think ICW and right. stuff like that. So, Smash, I think, is the largest Ontario indie if not it's one of the bigger ones anyways so they haven't done a show in quite a while so that should be fun it's interesting too because it's like middle of the day right like three o'clock is when right i thought we'd be missing full gear but it we should, are not should work out nicely and we no longer have to go help your grandfather with his winter tires either is that, is that what it was yeah uncle okay. phil went today i think so we yeah so i'm texting him so that's nice and then other than that just another week of school looks like the um Support staff, caretakers, secretaries are on strike again on Monday. So lame. You'll be going to uh, online school. I like to like it. call it uh, movies one hundred and one. Yeah, well, as long as you keep up with your schoolwork. So last time I did that, I got on a roll. Actually, wait, first time I did that. That's true. Grade eight, right? Yes, sir. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's uh, and then your brother doesn't have basketball this weekend, which is surprising. I think it all starts up again in full effect next. Yeah, try to get my friends to do a church group on Sunday if we can. Which is code for you going to the mall? Yes, and walking around. Yeah, which you did today, today are you? and had some great finds, which I'll specify I was later. Say, you're saving that for figuring I, it out. Makes most sense, but yes. it was quite the find. All I can say is he went to the mall, uh, and I received a picture 
of this thing, and then he was quite excited to have noticed found yeah, it. So, so excited you bought two. <laughs> I in did. fact, you doubled up on it. I did, and maybe all tripled, which is partially why I want to go back. Interesting. But you've noticed that having a part-time job allows you to have a little bit of money to spend. Even though some of it's going into savings, you still have some to spend, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Welcome mm-hmm. to life. <laughs> also, oh, I guess another thing we did was a pharmacist stabbed me. Oh, yeah, we got our flu shots for the first time ever. Just In because... my place of work. Yeah, that's true, because it was in the, <laughs> in the pharmacy of the grocery store in which you work. Yeah. So that was fun. All four of us went in together and got it. Uh, just everyone I know in the medical profession was telling me that if you're ever going to get one, this is the year to get it. Um, hospitalizations for respiratory illnesses are up in our area, especially among children. So I think it's between flu and COVID and RSV. There's lots of issues. So I've never gotten it before, but um, yeah, I don't, my arm's not sore even. Your mom was saying hers is. Mine but... was a little bit yesterday, but it's like a typical kind of thing. Yeah, mine and feels fine. a little fine. bit today. It's not like the COVID one where like I literally feel like my arm's useless. Agree, that one was, the, my That's arm was the much more sore. the one where it kills your arm, kind of. Yeah. So yeah, we were all, uh, that was our excitement for the week, but uh, excitement. <laughs> it's the full life we lead, right? Yes. But I don't know, I figure we could move into talking about some wrestling mm. since, you know, it's going to be like two in the morning by the time we're done recording this. Right. So, <laughs> and I wish I were joking, but I'm not. So anyways, let's get started taking a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so ratings this week. Uh, NXT averaged 663,000 viewers, which is almost essentially the same. It was down 1,000, so basically the same. Earned a 0.17 in the key demographic, which is up 13.3%. So fourth best demo rating in 2022. They'll like that. And that's despite going uh, some head-to-head competition with a fairly significant NCAA basketball game. That's one of the things I saw was that it was their uh, lowest rating in five months. Yes, but highest um demo rating so that's what they care mm. more about that's, and up against it's always weird at the contrast there. yes that one goes down and one goes up right mm-hmm. so fewer people but more people in that age bracket right. this week dynamite was down as well they were eight hundred eighteen thousand viewers so down 12 percent 0.28 in the key demo so that's down 12 and a half percent so that ties the lowest rating for dynamite that they've ever done on tbs and is the show's lowest rating <laughs> overall since March of 2021. So not great numbers for them. And normally it'll tell me they were up against some major competition or something, but I didn't see anything from about that where I took my information from anyways. I saw they were up against N- NBA. Yes, uh, generally at this time of year they will be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, not great numbers for them. And we both agree it was kind of a light week for news this week, right? So I, I don't know if you have anything interesting. I did I find a... something pretty interesting last minute. All right, go for it. I was... I've been talking about them now. Part of my dynamite review is irrelevant. As you eat a cookie. As I eat a cookie. Right. Um. So the uh, AW World Title Eliminating Tournament final has been moved to next week's dynamite opposed to the pay per view. Oh yeah. And so then you told me the semifinal between Cage and Starks is on the zero hour. Yes, I just finished watching Rampage. Which my thesis was that they should have that I would have put that on the pre show, but then I also would have kept the final on the pay-per-view it's just one of them would have to wrestle it but i figure if you put it late enough on the card what's the difference yeah i think it's but i get what people have done it before right so yeah it's just but it gives you something for dynamite they kind of booked the tournament poorly then if they gotta move it but i mean if starks was injured i guess but like i still think they could have fit angled away he wrestled in a hockey jersey on i saw rampage for some reason didn't he get like attacked or something yes he did so 
I guess there's that. Yeah. That, uh, so that's interesting. I saw Trevor Murdoch, I told you already, but um, he was talking about his time in WWE and finally he worked up the courage to speak to Vince McMahon about what he needed to work on or do to get more attention or TV time or whatever. And Vince had a very simple eight-word response that sounds very, very Vince. It was simply, I hate that pasty, flabby body of yours. So, 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 so nice. Complete and total body shaming, but I guess like full marks for honesty. Like you asked, right? It's very Vince, you I guess. asked the guy running the company and he was very I honest so, with right? you as much as it's a horrible thing mm-hmm. to say. But so, yeah, th- I mean, it's just like, not surprising, right? Just further evidence that this is of key importance to Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So last week we were talking about the Young Bucks applying for a trademark. Right. I saw that now they've, ab- they've, they've abandoned that trademark. Oh, interesting. So interesting ahead of their confirmed return. I wonder why you would abandon a trademark. I guess like couldn't get it or didn't. Couldn't get it or. Or like, oh. Wouldn't that be that they demi- denied their the trademark and not I, abandoned I, it? I, I, I don't know. I don't quite know how it works. I don't know. Um, this was on NXT, so it didn't make a high spot or rest hold, but I figured it's maybe too long. Right? Um, it's Shawn Michaels announcing a new match type for their next premium live event, I guess, NXT deadline. And that is... You almost said pay-per-view. How dare you? You love the name of this. The Iron Survivor Challenge. And there will That's be... so, like... WWE lingo and it's just like oh, too many words, yeah. you know, yeah. like two words max for a match type. So it's other than Hell in a Cell, sorry. They'll have a men's and a women's match on the deadline card, and the basic structure rules, whatever you want to say for this, is uh, five superstars are in a match that's guaranteed to go twenty five minutes, and it's the most falls after that twenty five like minutes wins. Of sorts. Okay, finish chewing your cookie, man. I don't know why you're choosing to eat a cookie as we start recording a podcast. It's an interesting choice. But anyways, falls can be by pinfall, submission, or disqualification. And then if you, they've also added like a penalty box element, right? So if you lose a fall, um, you're in a penalty box for a minute and a half. There's a DQ. That's lame. And that's what it says here, yeah. And the winner gets a title shot, um, which I assume would be for the NXT championship and the women's championship. And the competitors for these, both of those matches will be announced in the future. So I haven't really heard much speculation on who will be in it. But I don't know. I, I feel like... Remember what you're talking about, the one flaw with it is the intervals. Because it kind of puts you at multiple advantages and disadvantages. Which I guess is true of like the Royal Rumble too, right? Like it's kind of depends on when you get in. Yeah, but the Rumble, it's not like you're trying to score... Elimination. Yeah, because if you're in longer, it's I guess you have a chance to score more pinfalls, but you're also going to take right. more damage. So right, and if and then it's the opposite if you're entering late. But I feel like in the rumble, it's like you don't need to get eliminations. You just want to be fresh to survive. Right. So I feel like the rumble, where it's like you have a clear like it's your later, you it's a definitive advantage. Which but I, I like always the, wonder why more heels don't just not get in the ring. Like it's been done so many times. Like go down and don't get in the ring mm-hmm. and just sit there and wait. With this, I don't. I would personally like just you start five with them because I think everything else besides the name and the intervals is good. Because I think penalty box that's fine. That's an interesting element. Dota, yeah, I don't I mind really doing because that was only what came in the mountain. And the yeah, rest that's right. of that just stupid. They're borrowing from Impact Wrestling, which is a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I think, like, five, just, like, then there's more action to be had at the beginning. You know, I just think it works better. But, I mean, I don't mind. Like, at least a new idea. Like, the name's crap, but I think the match is cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't Generally think speaking. It sounds like it's... I'm interested, at least. It sounds like mm-hmm. it could be a good match. Just yeah. another 
I guess, specialty match for them to use. Uh, and it feels like it's one of those things like sports will do this too. They'll uh, try things in the minor leagues before they try it in the, you know what I mean? So right. this is like, let's see if this match is at all interesting before we debut it on mm-hmm. main roster. They'll just steal it and put it on like main roster. Like they did for years for uh, War Games. Good. Exactly. Which which was funny because when they're showing like the War Games packages on main roster, they try to like sort of... Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Like this War Games is supposed to be crazy because they want highlight footage, footage for next year because like not only is it NXT the other years, but like a lot of the guys Undisputed are gone. Era. Undisputed Era. Keith all Lee. Um... Because like War Games That's was it. Undisputed Era's match, basically, that, right? It was, so, yeah. And you can't pretty, really pretty show them. them, so... Yeah. yeah the women's matches, I guess, less so you, you could probably get away with, but like, yeah. I think even so, they'd probably like to have the main roster footage. I'm sure they would. Uh, what else do you have? Yeah, there literally wasn't... Other than last year, I guess. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because they're in all of them. Um, WWE are still set to press on what the, they got. They do like the documentary series on Annie. Oh, yeah. You know, like, whatever that is. Yep. So they're doing one of the biography ones. They're still um, pressing on with plans to do one on uh, Paige or Soraya. Really? Yeah, so that's fine. I mean, I can't say it's the most high-profile thing because I feel like there's more put into the ones on their their, uh, network because it's like they don't always do that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like this is just like a series. It's like, I don't know. There's something different when it's meant for another network if you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's just like i don't know something it's gonna like feed that. into this myth that she's more important than she is i feel like a little yeah bit. it's like i think it's like biography legends or whatever yeah which legend, no legends I th- yeah yeah exactly yep. total legend yep uh what else do i have here i mean like she she'd like to have you believe she would uh, definitely spends a lot of time trying to convince me that that is in fact the case but i'm not believing her in the latest edition of the observer Meltzer reported that WWE plans on debuting two top athletes on NXT. You know how they did that little search for, like, yeah. I forget what it was called. It had an official name and everything. So I'm going to butcher these names because I haven't heard them said. I've only seen them in print. But it's AJ Amrine, I think, and Isaac Odugbasan. And apparently, I don't think they'll be keeping those names, but those are their actual I names. I can't imagine. They're not very uh, showbiz. So AJ is or was a member of the acrobatics and tumbling team at Baylor. So like super flippy. More athletes. Yes. And, and um, he was their 2020 Scholar Athlete of the Year. And then Isaac was um, a top-ranked shot putter in the NCAA. So he would be like a probably huge. So you've got one like flippy person and then one guy that will just be an absolute powerhouse i assume i haven't so seen either gonna of them, throw balls at people so clearly they are very new to wrestling but it sounds like they're going to make an appearance on nxt at some point in the not too distant future mm, former athletes debuting on tv learning how to wrestle Woo-woo! always go- always goes well yep i only have one more news item um so kevin owens is announced as the final man of the McIntyre Brutes, which is called the Babyface War Games team. Yep. Men's War Games team, but despite the news of the recent injury. So we'll see how. Expecting him to be back by then, I guess. It's we'll not so bad. We'll see how he fares, I guess. What? It's next weekend. So right. We'll what see is how... the injury? Do you know? I have no idea. I don't remember looking at it. I just remember seeing like that he's kind of injuries. Yeah. And know. that they had planned to have him in this spot. Yeah. So it's kind of up in the air, but they still did it. So there's that. There is that. Uh, finally, for me, also from Meltzer, I guess. A lot of concern still. We talked about it a few weeks ago for Adam Cole and his AEW future, wrestling future in general, I guess. Because it's been months now, right, since he's been around. And he he appeared sometime in the summer when 
um, Undisputed Elite turned heel on yeah. Bucks. Then he just disappeared again, as did O'Reilly. Right. And then last time he wrestled would have been June 26th, which was Forbidden Door. Feels rumory, but the, it just says there's growing concern about his health and future in the wrestling business. So yeah, as fans of him, I'm that's really not... concerned that it's that bad because it's been a long time now. It has. So hopefully He's he gets better. one of my favorites, so that's... Yeah, I don't know, that's tough. They could use him, even though there's too many people on the roster. He's a guy He's I would find. Right, I would find time for. Yeah, so I'm really disappointed with that. But I don't. Know, hopefully, it's just kind of. Hopefully, it'll get better, and hopefully, no more uh, double murder suicides. Right. You know. Yeah, definitely. No, none of those. Um, last one I have is Triple H is apparently very interested in bringing back Matt Cardona. Yeah, I saw that as well. So that's that's interesting. I mean, Cardona's said that he doesn't want to do Zack Ryder again, like he would do kind of what he's doing right now i guess like or at least if they let him until they decide they don't want him to right um so i don't know that's interesting it's like he could probably do well there now that he's kind of i don't know why they feel they need him though like i don't think they do what's he gonna do i don't know it's kind of like uh oh i don't never mind i thought i had a comparison because now he's just getting into tag team land with Myers in impact so yeah I don't know but he's not a major doesn't move the needle he's not a major point. player he is major <laughs> player but he doesn't move the needle no matter where he is for me I think he's better suited for NWA impact and like indie stuff like that to me but I don't know whatever yeah. good for him if he can get that money I guess yeah all right get that's that uh finishing up the news and stuff I guess and we'll move into our first in-depth review I guess our only really super in-depth review each week and that is taking a look at the Go Home episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, tell me about Dynamite. Let's get this thing rolling. Is that an Undertaker reference? Yeah, of course, always. Biscuit. You know I love Fred him. Fred Durst. Correct. Star, a video game star. Um, so we open <laughs> with uh, Blackpool Combat Club's Claudio Castagnoli. And Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho and Samuel Guevara. I am exhausted by this feud, man. I it doesn't it feel like we've seen every combination of these guys. This is the only one times. I feel like we haven't seen just because I don't remember a Claudio and Danielson teaming together. Other than that, like if it's like, months I mean, and months and months of this, like different variations. Like at least they, at least they had to have the sense to cut out Kingston and Jericho because that would have been like way overdone. But this is like a lot. I get it. Sports entertainment pro wrestlers are opposite. But Did like, not feel fresh to me, but anyways. Yeah, and like I don't. I want to say the Ring of Honor title match on Full Gear is the culmination, but is it? You know, it I, should be. I would have thought that like last pay. And then when is Ring of Honor's next pay per view? December. Then, so after that, we get a show hopefully, and we can sort this stuff out, separate some things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get them some more time to get away from dynamite and get on their own show would be mm-hmm. nice yes. but anyways uh so notables uh danielson holds Gavarn like the surf bull, the surf board stretch and tags in claudio he, so he keeps kind of Gavarn in that hold and then he holds him for like to call for claudio hit a boot right kind of neat um long stalling vertical suplex on Guevara by claudio as he, he does lunges with it this yeah time, which is like, ridiculous he's like kneeling with it too yeah, yeah. Um, Guevara dropped to hold Danson in the middle turnbuckle, then distracts the ref for Jericho hit Danson with a bat shot, cheating, and shenanigans. With the Ring of Honor Championship. Hard to believe. Uh, Claudio gets a hot tag flurry. Uh, later on, Jericho locks Claudio in the walls of Jericho until Danson breaks the diving shotgun dropkick. 
meaty dropkick. Mm-hmm. Um, Guevara and Danielson trade strikes. They have like they have a pretty nice exchange. I like it. Um, Guevara goes for the GTH. Danielson counters into a bell lock. Guevara gets to the ropes. Um, there's an avalanche cutter by Guevara, which is pretty nice. And then uh, Jericho tags in, hits a lion's salt for a near fall. Claudio breaks the pin at two, though. Uh, and then another one, Danielson takes out Guevara with a suicide dive. And then the finish comes when Jericho goes for a bat shot. Uh, but Claudio disarms him and eventually taps him out with the sharpshooter, and he's holding the bat over his shoulder, which yeah. was, I guess, kind of neat. But like, I, I thought know. it was a bit of a strange visual, to, yeah. honestly. But, and the um, bat looked tiny in his... It did. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, was... It, it was weird. Um, and so, I don't know. Uh, I think it was solid, but it felt it kind of dragged a bit at times, and just more so in the early half, I thought, because I think it was like pretty solid action all around. It just didn't feel like it was that exciting in the early going, and and stuff was happening. Just feel like didn't it didn't feel like there was a ton going on there. Right. I thought it definitely picked up in the latter stages, especially with the exchanges between Guevara and Danielson. Because I think they have they have really good chemistry. I think their ma- their singles matches were really great. I think they were my favorite part of this. So I think they have really nice chemistry together. I don't think it was one of Jericho's strongest outings lately. Not because he wasn't, like, good in this. Because I think he was perfectly fine for, like, his standard. But, like, he just didn't do a whole lot. And it wasn't, like, the most exciting match. But he and Claudio were solid. Um, The finish felt a bit anticlimactic for me. Like, yeah. Uh, just a sharpshooter with the bat. Like, it was fine. But it was just kind of anticlimactic. And so I guess Blackpool have the pre-pay-per-view momentum. The coveted, <laughs> the coveted momentum. All important um, momentum. I think it is odd, though, because... Given that the guys involved in the four ways, so these guys obviously with the factional ties, um, I feel like the decent portion of the fatal four way will kind of play out like this tag match under right. tornado rules, and like I'm anticipating something along along the lines of the IWGP four way at Forbidden Door, you know, with a uh, Switchblade, uh, Cole Okada and Hangman. Last time we saw Cole wrestling, incidentally, um, but with this match, I don't know if I can see like. Because eventually those guys all turn on each other, right? Like, I don't think I can see Jazz turning on each other like Cole and White did. Because it's kind of a different thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I hope they do, so that we can get, like, a full-on four-way action. Because I think that it will be great. But I kind of have my doubts how that'll play out. I th- I'm sure it'll be a good match. I'm sure, unsure how that's going to go down. So I guess it's more intrigue for that. But Wait, I, I guess know, just, just a thought I had. But, like, yeah, you're giving something very similar away for free, right? Right. On this. So... It's funny because we didn't compare notes Blackpool on this. Blackpool are one. very much like they will fight each other, like yes, no, they will. no doubt. But yeah. Jazz are like I feel like to add more to the clash of these two styles. But like they, I don't think they really would, especially Guevara and Jericho, because there's like they were teaming since like the Inner Circle yeah. days. You know, that's right. They've been together forever. So my, I, my thoughts were pretty much the same as yours, and it's funny because we haven't talked about it. Like I thought it was good, but, all. but like not good enough for me to forget that I'm pretty tired of this combination, right? And. I thought so too, especially early on. It was like standard stuff. Uh, I even aside. kind of remember mentioning it was kind of boring, which like, not that it was bad, but it's just like not super thrilling. Nothing impressive in the first yeah. few minutes, right? And then and then it was like, okay, Sammy and Danielson are starting to get things going, and then that was the bad attack to cut that short. So um, it almost felt like I was wondering if because they're in what's probably going to be, as JR would say, like a hellacious match on Saturday, they were kind of working safe and like, I guess doing so. some of their B Maybe stuff. Sammy will bust out some crazy thing right. on and it, or Saturday. And, and Sammy working stay, safe in this is still like him doing, doing some avan- pretty crazy avalanche stuff. Avalanche cutter, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I thought so too. Like the final few minutes of this were better than the rest. And I guess it was a solid opener, but nothing really more than that. And, and 
like we've already said, this feud needs to end at full gear. I really hope we. I really like Black Blood. Well, they need something else to do. I agree. I don't know, Jericho can do whatever. Yeah, I don't care. He can go on to the ROH show for and do that for a while. Someone suggested that he even like book that show for a while so Tony Khan doesn't have to like send him there fully, basically. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be terrible. For a title run and to to write the show. Mm-hmm. He just writes like a reign of terror. He might. <laughs> uh, next, we get a quick Moxley MJF package. There's just a lot of people in the video talking about Moxley being the best in the world. MJF had to have the best match of his life to win a bunch of stuff like there's some talking heads and whatnot yeah it was pretty short um i thought it was it solid was short. not a lot to say because it was pretty short but i guess we'll we'll get more from them later on so it's not doesn't need to cover too many bases so i thought it was all right and it's funny because my notes at the time say uh basically that i like when they do those other people in the company give their opinions on a matchup but then i had as long as it's for fairly big fights and not used too often, which it's, I think, it, used two more times on this show, very yeah. show coming up. But, uh, yeah, yeah, like, I actually thought this was surprising. like, does everyone have an opinion on everything that they must share? I also felt like they were trying to get Renee in as many different, like, things as possible. So I feel like she makes more sense here, if you know what I'm saying. This was really brief, but I guess it's because they were ending the show with a, a, a live segment with these two, right? So it mm-hmm. was fine. Which was an interesting choice. Not I thought so. Not necessarily a bad one, but just they. They have not done that in a long time. No, for sure. Um, next we get a Darby Sting vignette. The fact that I have to say it says Darby Sting vignette is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a body bag crowd surfing, I think it was, and then later on it's put into a car driving in the desert. Darby opens out of it. Sting's driving. Sting says full gear at showtime. Okay. Um, so I thought this was fine, cool Darby thing, but then Sting shows up and I stop being interested. Oh boy, here comes a promo from Lethal's group right after. I hope I don't see Jarrett. Uh, so yeah, like the tone of this was cool. The images were cool, but it had Sting, and it felt didn't it feel like it was Uncle Sting going to pick up his troublemaking nephew and save him <laughs> from a jam sort of thing, right? Is what it God. felt like, which maybe was the point. That's I don't so know. Bad. But yeah, it it looks cool, but I don't really have an interest in Sting in 2022, as we've made clear many times. I've been making it clear for and many, the fact almost that two years now. It's Jarrett as well is even more. Oh, we'll get there. Ridiculous, yes. Because we next we cut to a promo we'll from right Lethal's now. group. Yeah. Um, Dot says, "Come to full gear. That's what they want." That's an interesting desire, you know. I, that that's weird. Um, Jarrett comes in. The sorry, the last outlaw. And I, my interest uh, leaves as he comes in. It's like when Sting comes in. It's just like I'm, I'm like, oh, way, oh. way worse for me. Way, way worse. worse, really. Oh, I, I would rather oh, see Sting I, that's true. twenty times out of twenty. I, I don't know. I haven't. It's kind of. Because I think Sting's older, but like, but I get it. He's a draw. He's done something in the business. No offense, Jeff Jarrett. Like, honestly, what has he really done? Created TNA and given himself championships in certain places, but none of TNA. consequence and stuff, right? So Sting, I understand. He is legit an icon. Jeff Jarrett is just a guy that seems to somehow latch on to every company. It's it's very interesting to me. Yeah, because he's been in New Japan. And maybe he's super he's valuable. Been, he was in AAA too, I'm pretty sure. Maybe he's super valuable backstage or whatever. I don't know, but I don't care. What, I don't need him on screen. What's his BS title that Tony Khan gave him? I don't, I don't remember. Know. Um, so Jared says he wrestled Sting 24 years ago. Not the flex it's you think not it a, is. Uh, not at all, no. Like, that just makes me, that just makes it, like, I don't know. Like, and, Dante Martin wasn't born. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he likes to say his catchphrase, it's showtime. And Full Gear will be his last time. You know, I wish, but no. 
it was super short at least, but he doesn't even really sound like a heel for most of it. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's, I just want it off my screen. So I'm glad it was, it was only like 30 seconds long, but give that 30 seconds to anyone else for anything else mm-hmm. would be my suggestion. Yeah. I just said, Jared, no thanks. Um, Saying he and Singh faced off that long ago makes it blatantly obvious to anyone who didn't already think so that this should not be happening. Yeah, of course not. Like, n- no. No. And I guarantee they faced off plenty of times in TNA. So why? And they will build this match to the Jarrett Sting confrontation, right? Like, they're going to act like that's, that's what, what people want to see. So it'll be like... It's not like I want Jarrett... Every, or sorry, Lethal Darby 3 or Every something. combination until we get those two. And that's what... Please... And the fans Darby will Jarrett, take the bait. Lethal Sting. They'll, they'll cheer. Sting versus Satnam's... Oh, God. Right, the combinations are endless. No, wait. They should team. They should be called Satnam Sting. They should. I remember that reminds me because I was watching a video and he was watching. It was a call to Holic one. And they were ranking pay per views from one of the nineties years and one two three kid and uh psycho uh, Lord Humongous were teaming and he called him the one two three Sid, which makes me chuckle. <laughs> nice. And I love that Satnam Sting. Yeah, they should. Yeah, like that that's funny. That's who should have been dressed up as Sting <laughs> instead of the other dude. The oh. big reveal. That oh, we... yeah, Cole Carter. <laughs> oh, yeah. The legend Cole Carter. <laughs> and they, they still think it's Sting. <laughs> Even though he's like seven foot four. <laughs> yeah. It's... Tony still does it. It's Sting! <laughs> it's just like, it's one that's like, it's Satnam Sting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they missed it there. That was, could have worked. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we get Anthony Bowens versus Tor Strickland. So, claim like their entrance rap from Caster, blah, blah, blah. And, and they ben. play their new music video featuring Captain Insano. Yeah. Um. So it was pretty cool. I'm not even gonna bother taking notes on it. Check it out. It was very nice. I, I had it. a few things. It, there were lots of shots at Keith Lee. More, uh, more so. Or sorry, there's more shots at Swerve, and I guess because he's the heel. So sneaky Swerve. There was Keith Lee. Looks like Cleveland Junior from like Family Guy, right? Um, Swerve. I thought that uh, making that nice. fun of Swerve for taking lots of selfies with like D-list celebrities or something like that. Yeah, all all his rapper buddies. And something about how can you be a rapper when you can't really rap sort of thing and um and basically that's like swerves a media whore is what he was saying right like you'll do anything to sort of put yourself out there and you're not really talented so yeah that was the gist of it but it was yeah it was it wasn't as good as buck it was good but nothing tops buck hunt buck hunt was legendary and that was when acclaimed weren't really a big deal and we're like that was that's my segment of the year that flipped the switch for me yeah that was but i still thought this was really entertaining i'd i'll take any music video from them it's always Always entertaining. It was lengthy, but the guy they had chosen to be their like dollar store swerve was pretty funny, right? He looked a lot like swerve. At least with like the they had like a robber mask on. Like it looked pretty good. Yeah, it was uh, it was entertaining. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the notables there's like Bowen's hits like his Katara Crusher looking thing. I don't know what he yeah calls it. They just say a whole like drop from behind or whatever. Katara Crusher. Well, actually, his is more like a like drop on the head. I feel like Omega. It's kind of like. He kind of does like leapfrog or whatever over them, and it's just kind of like a bulldog face twister kind of thing. Like his legs not actually really in play, if you know what I mean. Whereas I, I feel like Bowen, but Excalibur should know what it's called still. Yeah, uh, he's, in, like, he's the, the master. The Juji Katami in the I that's uh, thrust kick. <laughs> <laughs> them and the the thrust kicks and the Juji Katami is like I can't sometimes. You yeah, know? You, it bothers you. The pushes your buttons more so the thrust kick because it's like it's a super kick come on and it just feels like he chooses that term pretty liberally feels, right yeah, like, when he feels like, like 
Is it because the Bucks is like the super kick party? Is it like everyone else is thrust <laughs> kick? <laughs> yeah, That's everyone their... else is thrusting it, and it's not that super. Is it right. Like... I don't know. <laughs> it's like. Someone should do like a really bad super kick and call it the not so super kick, or like an extra good one and call it the super duper kick. Yes, both good ideas. Great. Um, there's a moonsault outside by Swerve. Neat. Uh, there's a rapid fire forms and elbows to the head by Bones, which is kind of one of the aspects of his hot tag flurry the other mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, Olympic sun by Bones for two. You can tell he's kind of moving slowly throughout this match, at times, or at least like not running as fast, which. Um, I did hear he like aggravated an injury in this one, so yeah, I tried to look into it, and it was nothing definitive. It's like either he was selling or he was right reaggravated. But so he was definitely hard to say. moving a little slower here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a praying buster by Swerve, and then he hits a house call for a near fall, which I always love that he just really nails it. It's crisp. Um, Swerve sends Bowen's arm back and snaps it with his, or he bends it back, sorry, and snaps it back with his foot. It was really gnarly. That's good, like, yeah. Was, like that would make Penta happy. Yeah, and, and he slapped somewhere to make a pop sound, right? Uh, so it sounded it, good. Uh, even though that's not the sound that would make, it still helps. makes it feel like it's, yeah. I don't, it is realistic, but it's not at Agreed. all in any way. No. Like, even a little. I've had a tendon pop before. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't quite sound like that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, there's a swear stomp for a near fall. Um, so swear goes from the house called Bowen's counters when swerve avoids that by targeting the arm again and then wins with the JML driver. Um, nice. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was a solid TV match, and I'm, like, sort of picking up that like, quality win, heel swerve. And I always like injury and targeting of limbs and stuff, right? So I like the shoulder attack by swerve, and I thought Bowens did a pretty good job of selling. Like, as you you kind of pointed out, right, the pace wasn't quite as quick as you might expect, but I still enjoyed mm-hmm. the match, like, I hate saying that, but like I enjoyed the match for what it was. I feel like it's a cop out, but that's kind of how I feel here. Like I thought it was a solid TV match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was solid. I liked it. I thought Swerve looked good here. It's what I wish he would look more like in Toronto. Um, but when he did that move to snap Owen's or snapped uh, Bowen's arm, I thought it looked really nice. Like just the snap there was very crisp. Um, also got to see all of his like kind of finisher moves. He so got to do everything, cool. yeah. Um, Which is good for him and also kind of makes Bones look good. Um, So that was cool. Bones looks all here too, just not as good as usual, which makes sense if the rumors are to be believed that he did aggravate something. Yeah. Um, But for, but for full gear sake, let's hope A, he didn't, or B, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, But glad to see Swerve pick up a quality win here. Solid match. Um, Coolio. Yep, we like meet. Swerve. And no, no Keith Lee with Swerve, which kind of fuels right. the dynamic going on there mm-hmm. um we get a cargo rose package which i know we're all loving just further building this l-o-v-i-n <laughs> yeah um cargo talks about all she's done and says nobody can do anything about it when rose uh stole her title my favorite way to set up a match which Shivani then know. talks about rose getting contention by stealing and then renee talks about how angry cargo was which does make it stupid sounds stupid when shawnee's spelling it out for you yeah but i'm pretty sure rose got contention before that or they laid out the challenge before she yeah. sold at least and then she took the title so it's only slightly less stupid tony all right give her the smidgen of credit yep um she's a vicious vixen for god's sake she is um Rose says Cargo thought she would run roughshod, and then she came calling, and Cargo says it ain't going to be a game when she gets her title back. 
Well, good because I don't. I didn't want them to play like chess or something. Um. So I thought it was fine. Everyone spoke fine, but nothing great here. And Shivani kind of outlining how this all happened just really nails it home. Yeah, I thought they both spoke well, and I don't really think Nyla needs Vicky to speak for her. She does a good. I've liked her the last several times she's spoken, uh, but this is just a cold feud for me, right? It's again that lame wrestling trope to sort of help set this it's thing a up. Mid card heel heel feud that could have been that's for a TV title essentially, right? That's right. kind of what the TNT and TBS titles are. So it should have been done on TV, and it should have been done weeks ago. And it feels like Jade's the babyface a little bit, which is weird, and I don't think what they necessarily want. But she doesn't want. even entirely act like a babyface, because they're both heels, but she's the babyface of the few, which it's yes. it's really weird. She's the victim of that. She's the babyface, but she's not very much of a babyface, so it really doesn't work that well. And it's just been like quick, sporadic little stuff that it's not been an effective build I guess build at the very me. least, it's like a continuous storyline in the women's division, so at least they get something, but like... But does Nyla do have a better. chance to win, do you think? No. No, right? So, like, doesn't it really matter what you do, but you're not really doing stuff that interests me either. Yeah. So it's kind of a cold feud for mm-hmm. me. Uh, next we hear Samoa Joe speak. Um, <coughs> Joe says, um, so Joe is with Shivani in the ring. Uh, he says, Shivani says it's surprising what he did to Wardlow, but he asks, is it surprising for someone to refuse to be a victim and to take action. He says, Wardlow ran his mouth for weeks and failed to recognize the most dangerous man in the room. And he says he refuses to sit around and wait to be a victim like most in the locker room. And he is saving himself unlike anyone has for them, done for themselves. And if anyone has a problem, they can take it up with him. Cue Hobbs music and he comes out. He interrupts. Says Joe's a little late to the party. He's been the one kicking Wardlow's ass lately. More like busting his spine. Uh, and he'll kick Joe's ass too or bust his spine. Uh, before they can fight, Wardlow's music hits, and he comes out. Um, short stories, a brawl breaks out, and then the locker room what? comes out for some reason to break <laughs> it up. Um, but here's why. Because Wardlow takes up some security and then hits a Toby Kahilo on a big pile of people. So, yeah. Um, I thought it was a good promo from Joe, because Angry Heel Joe is fantastic. Yes, he uh, is. Much, much better, and this was very nice. Um, I thought Hobbs was pretty solid, too. Uh, credit where credit's too. This means we're getting that Hoss fight three-way that I had hoped for mm-hmm. last week, which should be pretty sweet. Like, it's a minor match, but um, it's one of the ones I'm looking forward to more so I on agree. the show, which is yep. um, interesting. Uh, the locker room coming out is a little odd, but it seemed to just be there for a solid base for Wardlow's <laughs> yeah, feet, which, I, so. I mean, it's kind of lame, but I mean, it was cool for him to do it, so that's all right. And I am looking for this quite a bit, like I said, and definitely more than Jarrett's Sting nonsense, the Easily. TBS crap. Some of the matches on the show, like this, is probably one of my more anticipated ones, and it's not not a major one. No, I uh, I also love Angry Joe, and I think we both think Hobbs is really cool right now, and it, it and like he should be annoyed that Joe's basically jumping the I think, line. Yeah, right, it was, to get to it was very logical yeah. reasoning, which I think is sometimes the best promos we get. Right, and the same thing, like the there's like fifteen brawls a week on this show, and this is the one where the locker room empties, right? It just doesn't really make sense because this happens constantly. Yeah. So I thought that was weak, but especially like if it's these three large, imposing guys, you really want to get in there, right? Like... That, those are the three you're coming to stop Samoa <laughs> yeah. Joe. Nope, he's the last guy I'm coming. Or Low who will just power bomb everybody in sight. <laughs> it's funny. Wardlow started being a security guys. I was like, Wardlow's back to his old ways, you know? Yep. He's gonna have more plaintiffs against him. That's right, and uh, so. It's kind of interesting to me that after he was built so masterfully with MJF that 
like he's the least interesting yeah, of the three. I, I would agree with that because I think they've done a pretty good job with Hobbs. I mean, he has been kind of like less prominent since the Stark suit ended, but I think generally they did a really good job with him. And then Joe is obviously pretty interesting off the back of the recent turn. And it's like they built Wardlow beautifully and then didn't have any plans once they built him. Like, here's how we'll make him a star. And then it's like, we don't think have aside from like a couple of matches right. he's had, right? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of like squash open challenges, but I don't think doesn't offer. Like him and Cage had a cool match, but it's not like the story and around I mean, it was that the match with Matt Taven elevated him to superstardom. Always but does. like it's you know that it wears off eventually because Matt Taven can only do so much on his own. He's kind of disappeared, which is a shame. It is a shame. I'm glad you said it, mm-hmm. and I can take that clip out of context whenever I feel like. It. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Next, we get a Britt Baker promo. Care to comment on anything she is wearing? Uh, my note was her ma- her eye makeup says she's a heel, but her words say otherwise. <laughs> yep. Uh, Baker said that in three years she went from a nervous girl to turn into a leader of this company. I do remember uh, pre-Cool Baker. It was something. I, I remember was, her it being was in, not a fan, right? In one of the, I think it was like Double Nothing, there was like the three with her and a couple others, and then that's when Awesome Kong came in. Oh, yeah. But yeah, she didn't do a whole lot. She wasn't she, great. She kind of sucked. No, she was. We were not uh, impressed. And then she became cool. Yeah. Um, Baker very said cool. she became her own damn role model. Uh, Baker said she took the opportunity she ran with and became undeniable. Mm-hmm. Baker mentioned that fans doing the DMD thing when she says her name, and she talked about how she wrestled. She may not have wrestled at Madison Square Garden and all that, but she wrestled at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, and she was there, and they were all there for a year when the fans couldn't come, and they kept it going. That's an era Surya will never know. And she got kind of emotional for that part, and I think well, that it's was legit. Yeah, you know? I think that was. I think all that's sincere. the thing Moxley kind of has touched on a lot. It's yeah. like, and it's it's kind of a real thing. So like I think, they've been there when times were really tough. So how dare you come in when everything's fine and act right. like I you're like saving? I like stuff. when they touch on that because it's yeah. something we all kind of watch through. But it makes through way too much sense it, for her it's role. Too logical. It's very right too. Yes. It's just. She's, She's right about right. everything. Um, Baker said she respected Soraya fighting addiction, coming back from a horrible neck, sh- neck injury, and paving the way in the bu- in this business. How much of a way did she pave? I I feel it's very much overstated, but I feel maybe like a bunch of legends paved the way, and then it's like Soraya's like putting in speed bumps or something, or like filling in potholes, like doing I, little bits. Yeah. Like she paved part of the way, but how so. much did she really pave? Yeah, not you know. No. Um. Uh, Baker said that this business owes Soraya nothing. I guess it owes her a new neck, but like, um, so she'll not let Soraya belittle Baker because Soraya is stuck in the past. Oh, Baker said she's the heart, soul, and pulse of AEW. Baker said if you think you're above that, you can get the hell out because this is Baker's house. I think that should be said to CM Punk. Yeah. Um. So even though Baker is a great heel, based on what her and Soraya are saying, the heel face dynamic is sorely misplaced. That being said, great from here about Babyface, but it was really logical, very, very right. Like I, I agreed with a lot, um, with a lot she was saying, um, and it was stuff I agreed with on like a certain pale female air quote superstar. And like last week, this is better what than what Soraya said last week. Yeah, she was great here, but it left me a little bit confused, right? Because she is everything she's saying is right, and it's you have. Soraya the baby face coming out and all she does is talk about how amazing she is and, and how bad Brit is. If Soraya was delivering this, it would be great. Like I think right. like, if Soraya were in the position to deliver this. But it felt like in, in um Soraya's brief promo coming up in the show, she was backing off being the way she has been since she showed up because like she got scared off. 
this doesn't feel like Brit again. I really liked what she had to say, but it's not. This is not a heel promo, no. so it was a bit confusing, right? Mm-hmm. For me, at least. No, I agree. Uh, next, we get AR Fox and Top Flight versus Death Triangle for the AW uh, Trios Championship. And I asked you in the like at the time, did I miss something? Did they explain at all anything about AR Fox? And you're like, nope. Like we're just, <laughs> I barely know who we're he just is all supposed to know, and I do from Lucha Underground and from even a bit of Evolve, and the crowd seemed to know who he was, but I, I don't think it's fair I to don't. assume that everybody does. So I just recognize the name from the Indies. Like I think, like I, I remember hearing him maybe as long as Leon Ruff or something, but I don't like. I know very little about him. Al- almost nothing, some would say. And then you have a guy who's never wrestled a match in the company teaming up with people he's never teamed up with and walking right into one a of title them shot. has been injured for this is darius's right. return too so right and it's immediate title shot so like i really want to see the match because the I match know resulting cool, was good but like, the setup seems a little bit bizarre but anyways mm-hmm. i digress um some notables i mean i'll say it paid off because fox is like 90 percent of my he was really good yeah, in this i thought you would like him he had the like, most. he's been around forever man mm-hmm. and he's had some really good matches mm. He's kind of wearing like, I'd say his pants are kind of like Briscoes, like not camo, but yeah. I took like kind of looks like a, he's an Iraqi sympathizer. That fatigue you know? sort of, yeah, Iraqi sympathizer, the <laughs> like greatest like, WWE phrase. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, some notables, uh, Darius and Phoenix have a back and forth of sorts at the beginning, like the flippy doo dads. There's and lots of that. Yep. Uh, there's a roll through cutter by Air Fox, which is really nice, and like he kind of rolled. I want to say it was Pack. He rolled him through, and then just like right into a cutter. Very smooth. Moonsault off the post to that type of fox. It was like Ricochet used to do, where it's like running off the apron. He's kind of like steps one foot off the side of the turnbuckles. Yeah. And then Moonsault's the outside. So it, it's a really nice fluid. It's like when people thing. run up a wall and flip. It's just off the yes, post exactly. and onto other people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a swan time by Fox and for two. It's like kind of a slow rotation, but really like heavy kind of it, landing. Yeah. Like not as running. graceful as some, but the impact looked really solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Penta breaks the pin by just absolutely clocking him. We watched three or four times. Like just <laughs> kicking him in the... My note says Penta shows us how to break up a pin. Just... Just kicked uh, him in the face. Just absolutely no remorse. Just clocking him was, in the face. Looked good. It was really nice. Um, top flight kind of like so they they have pack in the corner. They just kind of like launch him into a cutter from Fox. That was really nice. Like I understand. Looked good. Yeah. Something simple like that. You know, you gotta love it. Um, t- I just wrote top flight do a bunch of cool stuff. They just had a bunch of tag off and said that was really nice. I don't, I wasn't able to know. It's much nice to see Darius but... looking good, right? Like he didn't look. I didn't notice any rust or any sort of botches or anything, really, I don't right, think. Right, and I kind of wrote in my notes, but, like, I remember saying before the match, like, I don't even remember how he wrestles. But no. D- Dante's the one, like, he's unique, right? He's got yes. that, like, insane vertical, the yes. really unique athleticism. So he's kind of got his thing, right? Darius, yes. I don't think, really has that. But he did get a chance to show out here, which I think benefits him. Yeah, like, Darius is a excellent athlete, but... Dante is like a freak athlete, right? Like right. just next level. Exactly. Yeah. Um, top flight and Fox do consecutive dives to the outside. Don't remember what it was specifically, but each of them hit one. Yep. Oh, Dante does his usual thing where he just does the crossbody jump. Leaps onto the, the top rope and then just flies through the area. Mm-hmm. There's a modified Spanish fly avalanche one by Fox. who's kind of like reruns up. He's kind of like, like not like a split legged, but like kind of like legs bounce off the ropes. Yeah. Kind of like a seated springboard kind of deal it was cool mm-hmm. and then he falls out the 450 splash for two um then the finish comes in um lucha bros hit their foot stomp package pile driver followed by a black arrow both on fox for the win 
Um, and then after the match, we get a promo from Pac quick. He says that there are certain individuals who think they can make the triumphant return at full gear and best them. That's ridiculous. And they know who they are. Pac says they run from nobody, and Penta says Sierra Miedo. Then a match graphic plays on screen. It's got like Death Triangle, Trios Championship. And then the Elite kind of phase in the opposite of what we've been seeing in the previous vignettes where they kind of get dusted out. This time they're kind of like phased in, confirming the Trios title match. And Pac says they may think they're coming for Death Triangle, but they've been waiting for them. Finally, some transparency or something yes. like that, right? Yeah, Um, really entertaining match. Uh, it was my favorite on the show to this point. And I thought Darius looked really good in his return. They gave AR Fox a lot. Like this seemed mostly a showcase for him, right? To for people to see he's really cool. Um, so just like the full of the trios action that I love. Um, so I'm I knew this was gonna be good and I enjoyed it, right? So and I like the promo after by Pack. I thought it was um very on brand for him, right? Like it's what he would yeah, say. I really liked it. it was short, but um, I don't know just something but I really liked. And it seemed like Pack and Lucha Brothers are back on the same page, right? Because there was a little bit of teasing of Pack was going heel or heelish, and now it seems like they're all united again. What do so. you mean? He's just a bastard. And the and the build for this has been super simple. Like one half of this match hasn't even spoken a word or anything. But for me, I'm more interested in this than a lot of other. I stuff, would right? even so, go as far as say this is my most anticipated match. I think so too, because just the people involved, it sells itself quite yeah. literally. When we do the preview i'll decide for sure but i mm-hmm. feel like this is probably the one i'm looking for um yeah most. i thought it was a great tv match because it was, it was really fun and there was a lot of nice action in there. i think would have been a perfect opener opposed to what we got like that was a solid match but i think this is a perfect opener yep it, it would probably get the crowd hot but i really i would have preferred it i enjoyed this one more for sure death triangle always great but air fox come this looks comes out of this looking really strong i think they offered him a contract so good for him makes sense um he did a lot of cool things in this one basically all my robles are from uh fox and top flight which I mean, kudos to them. That was they made the most of the time here, and I think that's uh, really well done. Um, at the beginning of the match, like I said, I joked. I didn't remember how Darius wrestled, but he looked good in here. He did. Um, hopefully, didn't re-injure himself again. <laughs> um, Pax promo after the match was great, pretty short, but um, it was really nice. Finally confirmed that trio's match, and uh, I think that has major match of the night potential if they really nail it, maybe even late match of the year potential, depending on how good that right. is. It has a lot of potential, I think. So do you make it the opener? Because it can't be the main event. I, sh- I, I would, so actually. So would I. Um, you know, kind of have the lead back, really hot crowd there. Um, I'm super excited for probably, like my, like I said, my most anticipated match of the show, because how could that possibly go wrong? Like Omega and Pac have had bangers in the past. Bucks and Lucha Bros have had bangers. I think they've done Bucks versus Pac and Phoenix, Pac and Penta. Phoenix versus Omega was great once. Phoenix versus Nick Jackson, Omega Penta. There's not a bad combination you can do there. Literally, I think it's impossible. Um, pulling it all together should be fantastic, and I don't think they've done that yet, right? And because so, the elite's been gone for so long, it's not even like, oh, we've already seen this before. It's just like I just kind of want to see them back wrestling. I don't even know regardless. if we've seen this before. Like, it feels like something they should have done before, but I don't know if they've done. No, like, not like all, all three of them together. No, I know, but, but combinations like, of. I don't even like. I feel like it's something that I feel like they should have done by now, but they haven't. So yeah. I think that's great. I think it's a near lock that the Elite win in the return, of course, which Great not to so. spoil the... I think they have to. Not to spoil later, but I can't decide for the life of me who I'd want to win, because honestly, I could see merits for both. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll talk about that later, but I'm very excited for that. Um, It was kind of where I was heading, but... Yep. Nonetheless, still, and pretty ingenious build, I think, because like, like you said, the Elite have not done not spoken. anything to build to this. Right. They just randomly started the vignettes, and I think it was beautifully done, like, I think. 
Sometimes it's just simple. Less is more sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was definitely more. Um, Next we have Ricky Starks promo. And he says Archer got one up on him last week. And uh, on this week on Rampage, he'll break him. And he doesn't talk in ifs, ands, or buts. Um, or ifs, ands, or maybes. Uh, he talks in absolutes. <laughs> or to quote Obi-Wan Kenobi, only a Sith Lord deals in absolutes. So, boom. Right. And he will beat Archer. Pretty pretty first shot. That is um, true. So, solid promo from Starks is pretty short. I wrote a whole thing about what they should do for the tournament. Now it's rendered null and void. <laughs> so, I typed out all that for no reason. Yeah, Starks is always good on the mic. This Remember was, you were waiting? That's I what was. I... This is it. Now it's now it means nothing. Uh, it it was super short at least, but like again, like we talked about with Wardlow, they have cooled this guy off. He was so hot for a bit, right? And now like this bloated roster just means that whether you're hot or not, unless you're like top top tier guy, you're gonna be off of TV for like weeks at a time, possibly. So it's kind of hard to sustain the connection with the audience when. You're sporadically on, right? Because they built this guy beautifully along. Yeah, with, they built it to perfection with Hobbs, and then it's just like he was gone and not doing anything. So I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it's odd to me. He's he's awesome, but he doesn't get on TV very much. So I don't. No, know. I don't remember the last thing he's done before no. this. Uh, I guess the lights out match. And he did end up beating Archer on uh, Rampage. I watched. It was fine. And what's his reward? One with the spear, I think. Zero hour. That's right. Why are they doing zero hours now? What happened to the buy-in? Buy-in was cool. Okay, maybe you just do buy-ins for... Like, all out for the gambling-related ones. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Or, like, double or nothing. And yeah. Lot. Like, Revolution Full Gear, sure. I think... I don't know. I wouldn't mind if they... Ch- I do kind of like that they just had, like, their four peer reviews. That's what they stick to. But I wouldn't mind changing one or two up every now and then. Like, yeah, I like, I like the, the number they have, for sure. I do like that it's then just, I don't like, mind four. Because it's, like... You could kind of view it as like it's kind of one each season, right? Like yeah. your kind of winter esque one is Revolution, and then you kind of got your spring one, which is Double or Nothing. Then summer's all out. Fall, like I, I kind of like that. And then you got like your TV special, which I think is a perfect formula. But that being said, like I wouldn't mind the odd, the odd of like changing up pay per views. Like honestly, for me, only I would only ever switch out Full Gear or Revolution, like because to me, Double or Nothing's the one that they've had. Like yeah, it was the first it. one, so I think right. that one has to be the pillar. And then All Out is kind of like All In. I don't know. For some reason, I would just keep All Out. I don't know. Something about it. I just would want that kept. But I think Revolution is the most like generically named. So you could swap that out mm-hmm. for something cool. Like, it doesn't even have to be like every time. But like even if like one year you do something else, I think it would be kind of cool. Yeah. Same for Full Gear. But anyways, that's a bit of a <laughs> tangent there. But just, right. I don't know. it would be interesting. I, don't, I wouldn't mind if they change up because, I mean, I do like the format they have. Like, I do the too. TV specials. But I feel I like it's not too many. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind like you know the odd different thing now and then. Yeah. Like sometimes they have different kind of specials, but. Yeah. Anyways, uh, speaking of the tournament, even though I wasn't, but we were. Um, At some point we were. <laughs> yeah, Ethan Page versus Bandito, uh, in the tourney semifinal. Cool. Yep. Uh, Hamilton boy, Ontario. Big fan of both of these guys. Big yeah. Ontario. Correct. Um, Page cuts a promo. And tells the basic civilians to listen to him. He'll walk through in Bandito tonight, and he'll become number one contender on Saturday. It's next week. So, what? He said he'll become number one contender on Saturday. No, that's not possible. No. I mean, good challenge. Starks has a history of taking impromptu matches after his matches and then losing. Right. So he could. 
could do it. Yep. Um, he says he doesn't care if it's Mox or Max. He'll be the next champion at Winter's Coming, which I kind of liked. Because he's making Mox and Max, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Almost the same. One letter different. Yeah. 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 Clever. Yeah. Um, so commentary talking about the other side of the bracket with Starks and Archer mentioned that the winner faces Cage, but failed to specify where, uh, which, where it'll be, which would have helped me. Cause I literally had to wait till after Rampage to figure it out. So yeah, I mean, like really, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care that much. I do. Cause I, um, I would have liked Ethan Page on the paper, you know, no, he doesn't get to be on the paper. Yeah, but then we have something to look forward to on Dynamite. Um, do you know what he did on last year's Full Gear? No. Want to guess? No. It was the big, like, American top team. Oh, God, yeah. Inner circle thing. Fun. How I miss Dan Lambert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, all, we, all, we all do, buddy. Maybe he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, With yeah, an MMA faction. And Scorp. So hot. Where's Scorp? Gone. He did he just die after losing the TNT title? Is like contract not renewed? I don't know. Is is it even worth living anymore? He just gave up. Right. Without, what was it? Genie. Genie it, or whatever. He called his belt something. I think it was like Genie remember. or something. Do you say Anyways, so? Uh, stalling vertical suplex from Bandito, as he does. Yeah, it looks. Or crazy. it's like kind of like he like it's like a slow lift kind it of. It was thing. like yeah, not so much a stalling. It was like more of a deadlift sort of. I don't even know if it was like I uh, kind of I guess it just. He's crazy strong. It looks crazy because Paige is like another 50% bigger than him for these moves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's cool. Uh, there's a moonsault outside from the top of the ring post by Bandito. He does like that twisting tornado thing for two in, back in the ring. Um, Paige avoids the 21 plex. It's a rope step cutter for two, which is pretty cool. He goes for the avalanche ego's edge. But as I predicted, Bandito countered midair into a hurricane rana. Looked nice, yeah. Then follows the gorilla press slam and a frog splash for near fall. That was a nice. One-handed gorilla power slam of a 245-pound man or whatever mm-hmm. he is. Um, body slam from the top rope by Paige, followed by a diving shoulder tackle. And the finish comes with an ego's edge for the win. Paige is in the final, so that's good for him. Yeah, it was a nice, clean win for him. And an, I thought it was a good match. A, like, nice contrast in styles and a very clear heel-face dynamic that I always like. So... Uh, Bandito showcased a lot as he usually does, and Paige is awesome. And that it seems like that shoulder tackle is becoming a signature thing, right? And it looks really solid, even mm-hmm. though it's really Just, simple. It's as basic as it can get. It's a little surprising Bandito loses so early on in his AEW career, but I don't really think a loss a loss hurts him. People are just gonna have fun watching him. I think regardless of the outcome, until they have like more of a storyline plan for him, right? Like he, I don't think it hurts him, right? And, it's nice because it looks like the sort of push of Ethan Page continues and we fully support it. I'm very happy with... And I don't think he'll ever be the guy, right? But he's definitely capable of doing more than he has been doing since coming to AEW. So I thought this match was good. I would have loved for it to get even more time, but I thought it was a good match. I think either way, Page wins the tournament because I don't see Starks or Cage winning it. And then I think either way works because the firm have been attacking Moxley. So if he wins, Page could... faces Moxley works. and if if MJF wins and Paige wins, then if it's not a ruse, Paige faces MJF, and that's a few. I think either way, it kind of lends itself to Paige. Yeah, it could be. I, it's probably Paige or Starks, I guess. I don't know. I definitely think Starks is facing Paige. I think so. I don't see Starks winning the tournament, though. I think maybe a month ago. Yeah. But yeah. No. Ethan Page is actually kind of hot right now. He like, is. Which is surprising. Um. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I thought it was a pretty good. One, but it felt a little 
um, on the short side to me. I think these guys gave us a good one with the time they got, but I think they deserved a bit more. Um, Bandito wants to get in some pretty cool stuff, um, some class classic, you know, the flippy leaders stuff, and then also that impressive uh, power spots that will get attention for him, which I think is really nice. Um, Page looked pretty good again, too. Again, the push of him continues, which I really like. He had, like, that nice trio of moves to finish, simple and effective. I'm still unsure how the rest of the tournament will play out, said me at the time. At least Page is in that final. Great for him. Yep. He definitely won't win the title, but, I mean, I'm glad he's getting the spotlight at least, you know. Me too. Feels right. Um, next we got Luchasaurus Jungle Boy package. Uh, you were saying about the Talking Heads. Yeah, this is again Renee at least, right? And I don't know if there's anyone. I else. guess to be fair, it is a blood feud, but I don't know if we're really giving their opinions on what they think is going to happen. I don't know how much I needed that. No. Um, highlights of the feud so far with the Talking Head from Renee saying it has to end in a cage because of the outside interference up to this point. Just needs to be these two selling it, and then we get like kind of sound bites of a previous cage promo. Um, and Jungle Boy, not a previous promo, promo, says one of them is a beast and one of them is a man. In this Saturday, we'll see who's who. Well, considering one of them is supposed to be a dinosaur and one of them is begun using their real name, don't we already kind of know the answer? But he's a boy, not a man, so neither one's a man. Ah, oh, plot twist. Right? Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, this was fine. The cage stipulation is a logical finish to this feud i guess and i hope the match is is good the one they had when we were at dynamite i ended up liking it more on tv than i did live so i'm hoping I liked it. i'm hoping this one delivers they've sort of like this feud they has been on and off kind of too right so i don't know hopefully the match is cool I wonder how Should long be. cage is done for i don't know christian by the way not brian cage because then i mean are they gonna go back to they are right, so this Probably. isn't even. I mean, this will end it, end it with Luchasaurus, I guess, but Definitely. I don't imagine it's done with Cage yet. Yeah, but like, I don't know how you keep selling that, you know. It's, I don't either. It can only go on so long, and then like, wouldn't it be weird if they come back? I guess Jungle Boy could just be waiting around if it's that better. I guess. Um, but yeah, it was solid. Renee's bit was basic, but she delivered it well. Like, she's good to have in these. It's just it's kind of frequent. Uh, and Jungle Boy's quick line was solid as well. Next, we get the right interview. Soraya, so it's from early in the day, and she's with Renee. Renee, all Paquette, over the show. Um, asking how she's doing. She said that she's feeling great. She chose to be in AEW. Lucky us. And she's tired of this back and forth talk. She says she'll see Brit on Saturday at Full Gear. Uh, it was okay. At least it seemed more like how an actual baby who's so talks. I did get everything there. Um, I still don't care. I don't know why both of them kind of cut baby face pros here, but. Yeah, she definitely backed away from the shameless self-promotion, I'm amazing, I'm a legend stuff here, whether that was always the plan or they're sort of getting feedback that right, it's kind of like she's not been likable at this point right. so far. So, And I, it sucks because like I don't imagine there's any universe where Soraya's losing her first match, right? And that kind of sucks for Britt Baker because it feels like she should win this to me in, yeah, every, in most ways. I agree, but it's kind of like the Elite where it's inevitable. W. Yeah, it seems that way. Mm-hmm. Um, next we get Quick Kingston Ortiz Akiyama Takeshita package. Um, Ortiz is saying he's been nervous being in there with Legend and Rising Star. Um, Kingston talks about Akiyama's history, being a big Japanese wrestling fan, and then Takeshita says they'll show him DDP, DDT Pro style. Um, so I thought it was a quick bit, but I'm just excited for the build, and I'm excited Takeshita's back. Yeah, Kingston was awesome, and he made me more interested in this in the 30 seconds he got because he just 
he is a student and a lover lover of Japanese wrestling from of I think eighties especially right in nineties. So Akiyama I'm era, sure I he assume. is thrilled to actually face Akiyama. And I did watch this match. It was good. It wasn't. It was okay for a Takeshita match. I kind of let me know just because I want to see Takeshita. It wasn't a ton of showcase for Takeshita in this, but um, which disappoints me. But, but I mean, hey, there's a possibility he's on Dynamite. Yeah, but Kingston cut an awesome little promo here yeah. as always. Um, next we get technically our main event match. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we get Tony Storm versus Anna J. Like I guess you could brackets AS. Mm-hmm. Um, in an AEW interim women's world championship eliminator. Our one women's women, match what, this week, and what we a get mouthful, Anna J. Yeah, they need to like <sighs> so. Can we ridiculous? I just want Tony Storm to be the champion, just so I don't have to say AEW interim women's world championship ever again. You don't have to say it. You I do. To. It's the interim title. Okay, sure. I have to say it. God damn it. Okay, you, you don't want to know what happens if I don't say it. <laughs> Right, like if there was Thunder Rosa, oh, I don't have to say it because then you're not supposed to. But I have to. It's feel free. It's a requirement. It's my job. It's almost one in the morning. That's you what can I get say paid. Whatever you want. That's what I get paid big bucks for. That's right. You know, big bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a monkey flip by Storm. Uh, later a backstabber in the corner by Jay. A-S. That was about the best thing she did. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she's mastered the gory bomb, right? <laughs> so. Sorry, you mean the kale? Sorry, the fire bomb. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and she did that like crappy rolling kick, whatever that and was. And then she had to like, like scooch forward, a clumsy tumble or whatever it was. Because like, even though her legs are like incredibly long, she didn't end up close enough to kick, so she had to scooch forward to make contact. It looked so it just killed the flow of this <laughs> somersault into a kick. I think the roll kind of killed the flow too and then just the scooch was just like the icing on the, was, like the cherry was, on top, you know. It was bad. Uh, there's a hip attack to send Jay out the apron. Gory bomb on the outside by Jay after sending Storm in the steel stairs. That was probably the best thing. It did. was. And then a gory bomb immediately after that. <laughs> and a gory bomb in the ring. In the ring, yeah. Uh for two. Uh Storm wins eventually with the clover leaf submission. So, cool. Uh, then there's a sto- st- stand with Hater, not a lot there. Um, this is meh. Anna J continues to be not that good, and at least one or two things she kind of messed up. Uh, this is a women's match of the week once again, and it was just kind of there. Short, not great. Storm didn't get a ton in either. The post-match was quick, so it was fine. Um, this is our last match of the show, which is kind of, you know, no. I uh, say it every week, like, well, this was a pretty flat, I thought, seven-minute match with like a D-list talent, and it had a three-minute commercial break. Um, I don't think Tony Khan respects women's wrestling. I'm, I think it's getting to that point, right? Like, this is what you put on, and it's great to give Anna Jay like time and chance to experience, get experience. But like, where's Serena Deeb, man? Like, I thought you have... Omega was running. I guess he's been kind of gone for a while, but like. Yeah. Even like this, what it's is, not a new issue. What does running that mean? You plan one match and like two week little segments a week. Like there's not much planning that going into they this clearly by have, anybody. Like, I don't care if it's an actual woman or if it's someone backstage, but like they need to have someone actually take charge of this and do something there or give them their own show. Like you have two dark shows. We don't need two dark shows. No. Like I know it wouldn't be as big of a platform, but honestly, giving the women their own show, even if it's a YouTube one, I think would honestly do them some favors like at least it's a solo spotlight you know they could would get some solid time on there they need to do something because this is it's bizarre and not only we need an roh show but you need something for the women if if you can't give them their, the like enough time on the main show then 
that's fine. Give them something where they can get the time. Because honestly, like, it's not even like some weeks, maybe they'll have less time, which is fine. But it needs to be more consistent with, like, you get more here. If there's only one match, make it worth our while, you yes, know? Yes, like, at least. And I don't know. I, like, you, we really need a millionth Blackpool Jazz match. And I was telling you, Mercedes Martinez came back on Rampage without her title, no mention of her She's being still a Ring champion. of Honor Women's Champion. Is like, she? Sure didn't feel like it. <laughs> like, there was is no that mention. Ring of Honor giving up on another women's title? Kind of felt like Because remember they had the Women of Honor title before Roxy yes. won the yes. a new one? So like I, I'm pretty sure they did not mention that she's the champion. Eh. And you would think they would because she's been off TV oh. for months. But anyways, <laughs> women's division is not good. The amount of times I forget and remember that she's had a title. Yep. Her and Thunder Rosa. And I like her. Yeah, her and Thunder Rosa. I just keep going like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thunder Rosa has the title. Thunder Rosa will come up in my high spots and rest holds from a weird location. Tease that for you. Uh, I saw Storm saying that if she's out much longer, she should be stripped, which Uh, I I concur. Yeah. And then just make her the full champion. Or if Hater wins, just be like... Don't think so, but... Just be like, interim? What? Yeah. You know? Um, Then we go to our main event segment. Yeah. Never my choice to not have a match, but Moxley and MJF. My thing was, if you're gonna end with a segment, you can't make a better choice than these two guys, right? Especially Pretty MJF. Much so. I feel like didn't he punk? He and Punk do this once. Probably. I mean, you shall not be named. Right. So a segment to end the show this week. So yeah, I just wrote like I guess we're getting a main event segment. Never my preferred route, like you said. Um, but I don't remember the last time they've done this, so at least it's not like. And at least overdone. it's for a big fight, right? Yeah, so. and like I don't remember when the last time they've done this, so. Um, Mox has said he's the AEW world champion. He says he's the best professional wrestler on planet Earth, the baddest son of a bitch. Um, he talks, talks, um, he talks crap and, uh, backs it up. Um, Moxley talked about taking on all comers. He's defying the AEW title. Uh, Moxley said loving the fight is not a good thing. He's sick in the head and he's addicted to the fights and the pain, but he said he loves it. Moxley said you can't hurt him because he literally doesn't care. And he says last week he asked who MJ really is. He said he did some research and found out that MJF is actually a really good singer. I'm not sure what that reference is. Um, oh, yeah, Jericho's on Masked Singer. Because he was in, like, the Glee Club in high school or whatever, I'm and pretty sure. And the Dinner Debonair. Yeah, that's why he did that, because uh, he had experience singing. Jer- Jericho's on Masked Singer. Yes. So. Cool. Um, Moxley also mentioned that MJF only has won one match in the last six months when he beat Moxley's young boy, I guess referring to Yuta. Yep. Um... I mean, technically, he won the casino ladder match. I mean, he didn't do anything, but technically, no, he it won was, it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned MJF taking a summer vacation. Kind of did, actually. That's funny. Moxie um, said, MJF came back wearing a mask, and somebody handed him a poker chip in the worst casino ladder match I've ever seen. Um, now he's got a shot at the world title. Moxie said, forgive him if he's not exactly shaking in his boots. Moxie um, talked about MJF prepared speeches, hand-picked opponents. Um, man dripping in security, a kid playing wrestler because he's in fear that he won't live up to the hype. Um, Moxa said he'll see the world champion do what he does, do what he does best. Um, and he talked about how he's, uh, challenging MJF to show Moxa something like proving he has guts and balls. And Moxley wanted MJF to show that he is the future of the industry. Uh, and then we have Stokely Hathaway coming out, leading the firm down. And they beat down Moxley and Regal, actually. They went after both of them. Don't understand that, really, but okay. Because they don't like Mox, or they're also trying to piss off MJF, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Because, um, you know, his, his bestie, Moxley. 
and it's just this like B C list faction getting involved hey, in the main event. Which don't is... say that about Ethan Page. But yeah, anyways, it happened. And don't say that about Austin Gunn. Right. Just Austin. Not not the other one. Um, MJF comes down and makes a save, taking out some of the lower tier ones, which is the guns and Moriarty. Um, he did club Moriarty pretty good. Um, Morrissey grabbed MJF by the throat. He low blowed him. Um, Paige missed and hit Morrissey with a boot. MJF low blowed Paige as well. Um, took him out of the ring. Uh, MJF told the firm to get out of Connecticut before he takes his boots and shoves it up their ass. Um, next he spoke to Moxley, who was down, saying he didn't save his ass because he likes him. He said he did it because he didn't want any of the Blackpool guys making excuses for Moxley when MJF knocks his lights out. He said no ring necessary, looking at Regal when he said that. Um, he said he got, when he got in the business, his ultimate goal is to be the best wrestler in the world. And he said to do that, he needs the title. Uh, he talked about he's not the same person when he was when they fought the first time, which was all out 2020. Um, he said he will not stop because he needs the belt more than food, water, and oxygen. Uh, MJ said when you're the man that holds the title, makes you the best on God's green earth, and it's his time. Uh, the fans cheered for that. MJ said the greatest trick the devil ever pulled, uh, was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Um, TGR wrote the usual suspects is a great film. It is a great you're, film. You were mentioning. I was telling you. Uh, MJ told Mox, this Saturday at Full Gear, you're going to find out that I'm the devil himself because his name is Maxwell Jacob Freeman and he's better than you. But Mox kind of cuts him off, taking the mic. And he says he never really saw what the big deal with MJF was. Uh, Mox said, this weekend at Full Gear, we're going to find out. And if MJ can't find himself, Moxie will reach it in- into him and pull it out because that's his job. I'm referring to guts. Moxie said this uh, Saturday. Uh, Mox corrected himself with that, if you remember. Yep. Uh, the, the training wrong. wheels come off. Uh, Moxley was about to leave, but instead, um, he kind of uh, stood. He did like a stare down when Regal stood in the background, staring at MJF too. Walked out of the ring, bumping in MJF with uh, Regal leaving with him, and MJF was alone in the ring. Uh, and that's it. That's over. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think Mox was up to his normal standards here. I thought, especially like before, MJF spoke. Mox was off i don't i don't know what it was and then the firm attack whatever happens all the time seemed kind of strange and they kind of look like geeks they were so easily like dispatched of by mjf um and then i did i thought mjf was really good his tone was back to being a heel this week which just feels right i don't know why they keep sort of experimenting with multiple heels not being heels and then being heels again like i don't know what this trend of like heels cutting right. baby face promos is but he felt back to normal here i thought and i thought he was really good um yeah mox kind of seemed to be going through the motions mjf brought some intensity the firm stuff seemed pointless um unless i mean they could be turning it mjf was behind their involvement here right i guess um i didn't actually love this segment i don't feel i would have put it as the main event and i don't think it added much to their match coming up to be honest you mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it should have gone on last, but I think it was pretty strong. I thought Mox was solid, but um, like I said, maybe a little less good, but I thought it was pretty solid. And I do like that he always does sell the AW title pretty high. Like I think he was talking about elevating it. I think even talking about it in such high regard, he, they, it does kind of elevate a bit, which I I think they generally keep the prestige of that pretty good. Firm was fine, but they were basically just there to bump from Jeff, which was fine. MJF also kind of elevates the title, just talking about how much he wants it. So that's not bad. 
And he was more heel here, which I like, because obviously that's much better. Um, and then well, too, I thought, I'm definitely looking forward to this a lot. I'm still unsure what MJF's going to do here. Like you said, could turn heel. Yeah. Could, like, reveal that this was all a ruse, like I hope, and that I'm kind of calling. But then it's kind of weird if Paige wins the tournament. Anyways, uh, should be a good match. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought, in terms of a go-home show, this was good, but not great. Uh, the opener was a little underwhelming for me. Segment-wise, I liked the acclaimed video, right? But nothing else was amazing. Like, the main event segment, I thought, under-delivered a bit. Uh, other matches, Swerve Bowens was good. The women's match was nothing, really. And then the trios match was probably my favorite match on the show. So there, uh, Paige Bandito was also enjoyable, right? So And then, like, no segments really stood out to me, so... Kind of feels like, I don't know, I would say I'd give this show a B. Like, it was good. wasn't amazing. Nothing I say you need to go out and see. Like, the trios match is definitely worth watching. But, um, yeah, I would say a B, almost a B plus, but a B show for me this week. Mm-hmm. You? Um, yeah, I'd say it was a pretty solid show. Like, I think the matches generally delivered, other than women's. Yeah. Um, like, the trios match was my favorite of the, of the show. I thought it was pretty good. Um, and the opener was solid. Uh, what else was there? There was... Oh, yeah, there was the tournament match. I thought that was pretty good, too, and the women's match was fine. Uh, I think generally those are good. I think, like, the acclaim music video was pretty good. I thought the Joe promo I really liked. Uh, yeah, it was that, good. That was good. Um, But then you had stuff like the Darby thing, don't care. Cargill didn't really care. Um, and the main event segment was good, not great. Um, And Saran Baker were solid. Um, I think generally it was a pretty good show, but I'd say, like, a B yeah. is fair. All right, well, we'll end that, and we'll transition into talking about some wrestling trivia in our segment called Off the Top of His Head. All right, since his return is rumored to be sometime in the not-too-distant future, and I found some stuff on him, we're going with Randy Orton trivia, which seems a bit weird and random. Wait, he's going back soon? There's talk that he's, like, not too far off from but then i also saw i wouldn't be back at all in 2022 but i guess that's almost over right so that makes sense um so first question about randall keith where's he from build from st louis missouri correct uh what branch of the military did he serve no clue think about it he was in a movie called marine there you go uh how did his time with the... I was in those, or DiBiase Jr. He was. But Orton was in, I think, the first one, or first two, or first seven. There was like 29 of them or whatever. Uh, how did his time with the Marines end? I don't know. He received a bad conduct discharge in 1999 when AWOL... Randall never. Went AWOL and disobeyed orders from his commander. Randall would never. What title did he hold twice in OVW? Egg. No, hardcore title. I was surprised by that. I'm surprised LVW has a hardcore title. Uh, he just celebrated how many years with WWE? 25. 20. 20. In that 20. time, how many world championships? 13. 14. 14. Yeah. Yep. And tag team titles? Let me think. Uh, Go ahead. You may think. And then I'll get into more specific matches three. and stuff. Four. What I'm told here. No, uh, why was he kicked out wait, of evolution? Yeah, that's right. No. Why was he kicked out of evolution? Won the world title. Correct. Triple H is a little biatch. So now more specific. 
Which WrestleMania did The Undertaker defeat Randy Orton? 21. 21, correct. And that took Undertaker to what record? Do you remember? Not even a little. 13-0. and 0. Sounds right. Uh, he Randy Orton won the Intercontinental Championship at Armageddon 2003. Who did he defeat RVD. For, for his first title? That is correct. And who was the guest referee? Mick Foley. Ah, uh, uh-huh, that makes sense. What year did Randy Orton win the Money in the Bank ladder match? Uh, 2013. He defeated, uh, sorry, yes, Christian, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, etc., etc., he has won the Royal Rumble twice in his career. What year was his first Rumble victory? Uh, 2009. Correct. Who did he eliminate last? Do you remember? Trips. Correct. Very good. Uh, who did Randy Orton lose to at WrestleMania 28? Uh, was it one or two? It was a match Punk? that received a 1.75 star okay. rating, yes. So I knew it was either Kane or Punk. Yes, it I was. I think Punk was 27, so my bad. Randy Orton won the World Tag Team titles with Edge in 2006. Who did they defeat to win the titles? Oh, Flair and Piper. That is correct. Who did Randy Orton last eliminate to win the 2017 Royal Rumble? Correct. I remember that. remember that. Because that was the first Rumble I watched. Um, I remember Reigns got, my first beer got caught with an RKO. And who? Also, from anywhere from 2016 to like 2020, the safest bet for runner-up is Roman Reigns, or in the right. final two is Roman Reigns. He went on to defeat who at WrestleMania 33? Wyndham Rotunda. Correct. Who did Randy Orton defeat to become world heavyweight champion for the first time at SummerSlam in 2004? Well, you know I can't answer that. <laughs> you can't say that name? <laughs> Chris Benoit. Correct. How old was Orton when he won the world heavyweight championship 24. to become the youngest? 24. Who had the youngest? Who was the youngest before that? I at 25. Know. Um... Was it Benoit? No. Guy that's still there sometimes. Was it Trips or Brock Lesnar? Lesnar. World Heavyweight? No, he was. He held the other title. That's not fair. Uh, they lumped them all together. I don't know how many times you need to <laughs> see evidence of that. You, they, you, no one separates them like you time. do. I know. Uh, last one. Randy Orton made his WWE debut in 2002, April 25th. Who did he defeat in his debut? Why do I think it was Bob Holly? It was Bob Holly. I don't know why you'd know that, but <laughs> I was hoping to catch you on that sounds one. Sounds like something that Bob Holly would do. Nice. All right. Well, that wraps up a pretty quick trivia segment, and we'll move into sort of what we liked and didn't like about anything else we watched this week before we do a quick preview of Full Gear. So let's move into talking about some of the week's high spots and rest holds. All right, so I did my usual. I watched NXT, I watched Impact, and then I watched um, one other thing, which is where I'll talk about Thunder Rosa near the end of it. But uh, NXT overall, I thought was pretty mediocre. So I'm not even going to mention a bunch of stuff because I don't think it was either uh, anything great or terrible. It was just kind of mediocre. So, but I will say at last, you'll be surprised by my first high spot. Probably it's the mm. opening match of Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner. Um, so I'm yeah. not saying it was a five-star classic at all, but definitely over-delivered for me. They both kind of looked okay here. They worked really hard. I-, I would say this is the best that Von Wagner has looked as far as I can remember. So it's a um, ladder match. Right, which wasn't really him. So this was definitely more him. Totally respectable match, I would say. Um, good sign for Braun, right? Who 
this might be one more box he's checking before main roster. The fact that he can have a uh, decent match with, with a notoriously guy who, not right, good with a guy who's yeah. not good. Uh, the finish was a little bit cheesy. It was like Wagner arguing with the ref for an awkward amount of time, and then like the cameras clearly zoomed in on him to show Braun like rise up of rise up behind him and put his straps down, and then there was a little bit of action before Braun won with the spear and retained after 13 minutes, but definitely over delivered like held my interest i expected to be like second screening this you know what i mean and doing right. something else yeah. while it was on and i actually didn't so um and then i told you a major rest hold which is too bad but i can't say i'm surprised was zoe stark's heel in-ring promo after turning on nikita lyons last week when they did not uh, win and i guess I think it was their second shot at the tag titles and she mm-hmm. hit a really nice belt shot but this promo was really really long and the audience checked out pretty quickly and so did i it was like she talked about how she got hurt worked hard to come back and then basically was like randomly paired with lions was supposed to be in the main roster tag thing right but oh right wasn't medically cleared so, so then they both got taken out so then lions was like it's okay no big deal and stark felt like that was basically lions implying she was the weak link which is made her angry um she's done helping young talent she hates the fans like all standard things that are fine to say but she didn't do a good job saying it it wasn't efficient either it was a lot of far too long and not very interesting um it's too bad because i think she's really good in the ring but this was like kind of tough to watch she needs to have a mouthpiece right whether right so now that she's healed like Put her with Von Wagner and Robert Stone and let him talk for her or something, right? I don't know. Oh, don't make her go with Wagner. But anyways. Um, NXT rest hold, just in general, and I've given this guy enough time now without saying anything, Booker T on commentary is awful. Like, he... This show isn't that bad some weeks now, but he adds nothing. He's an overall minus on this show. Yeah. He, He's like... At worst, he's embarrassing and nonsensical, and at best, he's just not adding anything at all, right? There's no analysis or anything. Um, he makes the product tougher to get through than it is. So just in general, Booker T, no good. Um, high spot was another JD McDonough who just keeps putting on awesome matches, right? This one with was with Apollo Crews. Um, not his JD's best match in NXT, but still really good. Um, he got slammed onto the announce table at one point. He hit his really sudden Spanish fly and just like a good back and forth match. Cruz, his finisher is like a choke slam, spine buster kind of like, I don't know. He picks him up really high and like then Lashley. just slams him down. Yeah. Or like kinda, Joe Hendry. Kind of like that. Yeah. Standing um, ovation. So he won in uh, 14 minutes. So a really good TV match. And like I said, JD McDonough just, I'm really liking his character work too, but. His matches are really good, but he doesn't seem to win a ton. So I'm hoping miss, at some point they I, heat him up. I miss Jordan Devlin. Because I would love him in the NXT uh, arena as well. Or sorry, the North American title arena would be cool as well. Like he could, any title to be honest, he's he's awesome. Uh, Rest Hold is more script stuff. So now Scripps uh, announces that he or she has made it into the building. So like this has gone from you left creepy voicemails which you, they aired which they put on the air you were painting graffiti which they caught on camera well, and put on the air uh you took over the tron and the stadium audio last week and they included that on the show and now they've like announced they've 
infiltrated the building and officials have done which nothing they aired right they've done nothing other than try to put this on tv which so it's just like for me it's too much suspension of disbelief right like there's 16 things piled up here that would never happen if right. this were real and that's just too much for me so i i know they tried to do something cool and this week like the promo was rhyming so it was like poetry and it was just not good at all uh, another rest hold for me um the last thing i'm talking about in nxt because I, I didn't love or hate much on it was the last woman standing main event i didn't really enjoy like i thought it was fine but it's nothing special right and it was a stipulation match and it's supposed to be like the final end to this fire and rose thing that's going on and the finish was just kind of lame because uh i think you saw right isla dawn showed up and like I did, yeah i know who isla dawn is i watched uk and reviewed it and i liked isla dawn but i don't think like do you think she's a big enough name to have as a surprise i don't think it matters a whole ton it's just like another kind of bringing uk star over but i don't think it's like as much of deals like Dragonov or even Gallus. Uh, no, not. Yeah, I guess so. Like Gallus isn't thrilling either. Unless but it's like a bigger faction, than I, like... they were definitely higher profile than Isla Dawn, and I think she's cool. And I thought she looked cool here, but it's just like I don't think enough of the crowd might as know well who be like is. a new right. You know. So uh, they they're just refusing to put the belt on Alba Fire at this point, and there's nothing else she needs to do developmentally. So she needs. If you don't want to make her the champion and have her work with some younger talent, need, just let her go. They need to get off of Rose because she sucks, and I'm they're getting, not. I'm they're getting, not. I'm getting afraid that she's gonna outlast Baszler. She is. They love her. I don't know what it is, man. I can't. I don't want that. To, I can't mentally take that. So the match was kind of just disappointing. Um, did you want to talk about what you had? Yeah, and then I'll I, do impact. I only have a couple because it, it uh, not like a. It's like a slow news week, but there's there's not a lot that's interesting right. to me. Um, kind of a minor high spot, which is I I watched the raw a bit of the Rollins segment with Lashley, and she's I don't know he was I thought he was really good. Um, he just kind of looks funny with the glasses, and uh, he's been he's been doing good lately. I'm yeah. happy he's happy. He's the got only a title thing on again. Raw worth worth watching. At Rollins this point. I I've been preaching my boy all year, and yep. I mean, while it was largely to no avail, um, <laughs> finally I don't look like an idiot. Right. And then the other one was uh, they kind of improved um, Theory's presentation yeah. on Raw because they majorly crapped the bed last week. And I mean, like, on all oh, fronts. Oh, here we go. Yes, yes. I will go on about that forever. You will. Because that was just the dumbest thing they've ever done. But he did kind of explain why he cashed on the U.S. title, which was fine because it was, like, lit and like, they kind of showed it, too, like, because remember he tried to let SummerSlam, he just got, like, obliterated. Like, there were times where he, like, almost cashed yes. in. But, like, so I get that, but... Still not how it works. I guess so, it is now. It's it, not though. They said that, and I know, <laughs> I know for a fact that's not how it works. Just how it works. So though. he's just he he's an idiot, I guess. But then he also just it was kind of more serious. He beat the crap out of Ziggler in a match, like I think went to a no contest or whatever, like a DQ or whatever. Yeah. He just kept smashing him on the announce table, which sounds wrong now. I'm saying it like that, but uh, he beat up Rollins too, and kind of stood over him with the title. So, like, like, at least some more serious. I don't know. Come maybe a shift in character for him. I yeah. Know, but at least it was. They did try to recover from last week, even though it was. Triple H clearly a, isn't as high on him, right? A major, giant, colossal Mondo Duke. Right. Of a booking decision. Yep. Uh, is that all you had? Indeed, sir. So, Impact Wrestling, you actually watched a bit of Impact this week. Did I? So, you did. Because in right. some. Bizarre Mickey twist James. of fate, it's on our cable package now. The, and this week's too, right? So like, despite it never being before, 
Uh, so a bit of a rest hold and a high spot I'm hedging a little bit was the um, X Division opener. So it was Black Tarus and PJ Black in the semifinals of the X Division tournament. Justin Gabriel. So the match itself was kind of underwhelming uh, because there's been like a pretty good run of X Division openers lately. Right. But the high spot for me is that Tarus won uh, clean and pretty quickly. It was only like six minutes. So he makes the finals, which is cool because... I hope they put the belt on him because it feels kind of fresh, right? Trey winning doesn't feel like anything new at all. And Tarus is like, every now and then, they need to remind everybody that the X Division isn't a cruiserweight title, right? Because it so, kind of gets caught up in it that. It does, right? Yeah, so then, every now and so then... he's kind of like that guy. Right, like Samoa Joe, right? It's it's not right, about yeah. weight limits, about no limits or whatever, right? Like, So I think Didn't having... Didn't to put a weight limit on once? I don't know, probably. Even though Tarus can do like lucha stuff he's a bigger guy right so i just love his style and think he's great i just wish he had somebody to speak for him that wasn't decay you know what i mean <laughs> is he still yes like Chris still... steve came out and introduced crazy steve yeah that's what i like crazy steve so he came out with a new look because right, isn't it him. death dolls though so it's like is it even decay anymore like do do we know i don't know i'm pretty sure because it was Who crazy cares? steve and i think the decay tron was still playing if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so maybe Decay's just a tag team now, which I, I mean, guess. I guess that's maybe Crazy better. Steve looked kind of cool, actually, his yeah. new look. I saw him, he looked pretty similar, though. Similar, but di a little bit different. Okay. Um, High spot, the championship title signing, contract signing between at Josh Alexander and Kazarian. Did, did someone go through their table? Oh, wait, no, I saw no. it. It's not that kind of thing. It was actually done fairly straight because they're both baby faces and lots of respect, but I'm securing my legacy and... Lots of respect and no one I'd rather retain against, et cetera, et cetera. And then it got a little intense because Josh Alexander's wife said something. And um, yeah, Kaz ended up saying something sort of disrespectful to her. And Alexander w women, jumped, am I right? Alexander jumped up and was doing the whole like, think about what happened the last time someone got involved with my wife referring to the moose stuff, I guess. Right. So they got like intense for a bit, but cooler heads prevailed and there was no one going through a table, which was nice. I don't know the the like audio quality and look of this wasn't good but i thought like the what the yeah guys it looked actually... very like it could look uh, no offense but look kind of indie oh you know? very much so but i thought like what they said and what they did yeah. was good um <laughs> a rest hold i almost put it as a high spot because it made me laugh and i thought it was funny but because it's not what they were trying to do with this segment i made it a rest hold so like the whole thing with bully ray right and josh alexander is like that you can't trust bully ray and all of but these, he's trying to like kind of do the like opposite. he like trying to prove he's trustworthy. So all of these people keep telling Josh Alexander that uh, he can't be trusted. So it's I think it was just after the contract signing. It's another segment where Alexander and Kaz are backstage, and Kazarian's hitting him with the whole like you can't trust him, blah blah blah, right? And then Josh Alexander um and almost verbatim, right? Like I'm paraphrasing slightly, okay. but this is basically what he said goes because he's like. Kaz like, you know, you can't trust Bully Ray. And Alexander goes, why does it even matter? Since when do I need to trust my opponent? Right? And you're like, 100%, boom, this angle is destroyed. Right? Like, you're so right that <laughs> it makes all of this the last few weeks, like, completely meaningless <laughs> and going forward. But even though he is completely right there, it there was a spot, a, a little segment later where Alexander does... Like, he actually comes out and saves Bully Ray to end the show kind of thing, right? So, That's but I funny. thought this was hilarious. It's like, you're like, yeah, 
Why does it even matter? I mean, obviously you wouldn't want like a sneaky cash in again, but like what are you gonna do about that? Right. Like I don't I don't assume I can trust people can't that trust are looking moves. to take my belt. Can't right. trust moves. Like... It's no different than anyone else. But it's been like weeks of this. You like, can't trust Kaz. Well, you, you can can't. you trust him? He seems trustworthy, but everyone says I can't trust him. It's Dreamer just... is the one who would need to So worry. he kind of ends up looking dumb because he, he points that out and he's right. But then he ends up still going like, can I trust you? Can Oh, he goes and asks Tommy Dreamer if he can trust him. And Tommy's like, yeah, you can trust him. And then he comes out and helps him. Le- Anyways, it's dumb. Um, a high spot that for me, amusing. and I told you this already, I sort of ruined it, but like one team clearly did not belong, but it was the four-team <laughs> oh, yeah. match that was I on. Remember, I saw that, and then when so you told me. It was, was Motor like, City yeah. Machine Guns, cool. They're still really fun to watch. New Bullet, tag champs. Bullet Club, which is Bay and Ace Austin, which I love as a tag team. Uh, Aussie Open, who are one I of my favorite Aussie tag Open. teams. And then Raj Singh and Mahabali Shara are the other team. So... Any parts, honestly, of this match involving those guys were the low points. Like, I think Singh is, like, fine in the ring. Shara is still bad. And he. it's not like, if he had just, if they're like, you know, he's only been wrestling for a year or two, I'd be like, okay, he can do basic big men. He's been Um, wrestling for a decade or more now, I think. Oh, really? I think. It feels like it. Long enough to not be bad. Right. Um, Long enough to do more than super basic stuff. But anyways, about probably halfway through this, it was kind of like their time was done. And everybody else got to work, and then that the pace picked up, and it was actually really good. There was, I think, I told you there was a power spot with Davis where he like hit a yeah. one arm power bomb while sort of holding the neck of an, another guy, and then like threw him overhead. Right. So it was cool. Anyways, good match, and um, Ace Austin ended up hitting the fold. I forget to who, but he picked up the win for Bullet Club, which I think is a good move. Um, you saw a little bit of my next rest hold. The Jessica storyline continues. Uh. So she showed up right to see Throwing, save. like, Shane McMahon-level punches. So Taya beat um, Tasha Steele's clean in, like, three minutes. So first of all, I think RIP Tasha Steele's push at all, yeah, right? Wasn't she champion? Yeah. she Yeah. Um, and then, so beat down after the match with Savannah Evans and Tasha Steele. So Jessica's like, oh, is she going to come because she's a a drunk now and she was out partying in las vegas that's what it's like to be like a face and shows up with like one of those helmets with beer cans on yeah, that side was lame. and a straw was like, really so just really like not interesting stuff at all and then another rest hold for me was um incredibly out of shape tommy dreamer he lost in a match to macklin which i agree with the result but a really slow plodding Old exceptionally basic rules. old school rules which is just extreme rules and was really boring macklin won with i guess what's his new finisher which i some sort of just a ddt instead of the mayhem, mayhem for, for all, all which i thought was kind of cool so i don't know why they switched it but uh so he did that onto a bunch of chairs and won in eight minutes it was really boring high spot i actually watched again with you because i thought it was cool masha slamovich's first kind of sit down interview with gia miller and they did what we always wished that a lot of other companies would I do. I remember they did that with AOP when they were, when they returned with, uh, just before they united with Rollins. Yeah, they let really her cool. speak Russian and use subtitles, and I thought it was awesome. She came across as, like, menacing and intimidating. She was insulting and intimidating Gia multiple times. But well, it's this. like, I don't she didn't understand, I guess, maybe. Right, and it... um. She came across just like a badass, which is how she's been presented so far. So I thought this fit really well, uh, and I liked it. They're doing a really good job with her. She's awesome. And she's getting a rematch with uh, Jordan Grace, which is 
my women's match of the year so far. So that match I'm looking forward to again. Uh, Rest hold is just a quick one. Laredo Kid lost clean to Rich Swan in three minutes. And I think Laredo Kid's really cool. And Rich Swan is like, he just feels stale, right? Like there's nothing interesting. I was like, oh yeah, Rich Swan's still around. And yeah, I forgot about him. Laredo Kid is someone I would focus on a bit more because he's kind of unique to them at least in north america it seems and he's really good so i don't right, know he only had like a few aw showcases now and, and he's awesome so i don't know what the point of this is but anyways it's not like bandita where he's signed now and then i said uh my next note is ask you what did you think of the double jeopardy match that was um sammy callahan and eric young and the idea is it's a it's a death machine double jeopardy so you have to be bleeding before you can be pinned or submitted what did you think of the match eh. definitely bloody like the oh, yeah. mat was covered Eric Young in blood. looked pretty cool. Yeah, he was. But it wasn't that interesting. Um, it, it, like it took a while for it to get weapons. Yeah, pretty sure Eric Young got busted open on a Death Valley driver. And they had a, they had an Extreme Rules match on this show already. Yeah, and this and was a main event like then like signature the, match of somebody that I don't know. Then the weird cliffhanger after the match was violent by design, which was like. Also, Alan Angels being like the least heel member of a heel group that he ever existed. He does not work as a heel, right? So, yeah, they came out and it was whether. So, Eric Young ended up losing the match, obviously. And then. Uh, it was like Diener looked at them, they were looking at each other like they were going to beat him up. Right. But then they did nothing. So, they're standing over Young to end and the I was show. Just like, do anything. You're left wondering if they're going to support Young or take him out, and you never find out in the Am show. Am I? No, I don't. I, I don't really I care. don't think I was. No. But yeah, Alan Angels does not look like a heel. He's not working at all for him. Um, and then the only other thing that I was going to mention was last night, because I was up late and bored, I watched from Memphis Wrestling. They just put up their um, Grind City Rumble on uh, YouTube. So it's actually from January, but it just like recently posted there. So I was watching it because they, they were billing Jordan Grace and Thunder Rosa in it. So let me tell you, I think this was a 30-person... Battle Royale, not impressive at all, and no new star that I was like, wow, they're really cool. It was not impressive. But so Grace and Thunder Rosa, I would say, came in somewhere between like 10 and 15. And so they come in and end up clearing out a bunch of people. So it's just them. So then they wrestle, and they would be the only two anyone would be there to see, probably, right? Um, Especially if if they're watching it on TV or whatever. So they wrestled maybe for like three minutes, let's say. And then it was... Someone comes in and Rosa immediately eliminates them. Someone comes in, Grace immediately eliminates right. them. And then I forget what happened there along the ropes and some other woman comes in and just eliminates them. So they were maybe in the match for like five, six minutes and maybe actually wrestled for like two and a half minutes. So anybody that paid to come and see them, it was like clearly fine, we'll come and wrestle for you, but we're not working long and we're not doing anything dangerous. Nice. It was like the most basic, right. most non anything like just getting names on the card kind of deal and i even forget who won that's crazy oh yeah it's it's kind of hard to remember indie names there actually was one the girl that eliminated uh those two i think her name was i can't she actually was pretty impressive what was her name skyla anyway she looked pretty good actually but overall it was pretty weird (laughs) it wasn't very good um all right, so I guess we will move into we're going to preview full gear at this point right correct all right so uh I'm going to put in some music here of my choosing, and we'll talk about uh, tomorrow night's full gear. So 
So I don't know what we did a preview of last, but I'm pretty sure I won Saudi. and we never talked yeah. about it again. I didn't even tally it and that's on me. But I think I won the one before that. Anyways. Blood let's, money. Let's talk about full gear. What do we Not got? Blood money. Norm regular everyday money. Wonderful disagree on anything in this one. Uh zero hour, which is Cage and Starks in the tournament semifinal. I'll take Starks. I'm gonna go with Starks too. I can't see it being Cage. No offense to Brian Cage. Well you need kind of that baby face to go against and Cage if Starks feels like is kinda bigger. He's the only other sorta. one. Only other one that would maybe win, but I don't even think he's winning. Yeah, and I don't I like Cage and Page would be good in ring, but it's like heel heel when you can avoid that so easily. I don't I mm-hmm. think that they will. And they're not really doing much with the heel heels like no. TBS. No. We'll get there. I'm I want to say I think I have everything. I don't think I miss every, anything. It's fine. We'll... Uh, they actually have a bunch of matches, so I don't I'm pretty sure I'm good. Uh, so the Ring of Honor four-way, which is Claudio, Guevara, Jericho, and Danielson. Um, I'll take Danielson, Danielson. because it's Danielson. I was He's kind of feeling the same way. I don't know why, but I was like... I think he needs I could see some sort of good win, see. although it's a way to have him lose but and not be involved, I guess, too. I could see it going with Danielson. Maybe he pins Guevara, and that's yeah. some storyline, maybe, and that kind of gets us away from the feed I was kind of feeling Danielson, too, so he needs a I'll big go with win. that. That makes sense. Uh, Lethal and Jared versus Darby Allen Sting. Um, Sting's a safe bet. Yeah, I don't think that uh, does Lethal Jared needs need to a be win? picking up pay-per-view wins, right? Does, does Jared need a win? Right, like... same thing. No. They're not positioned to be winning pay-per-view right. matches, I don't think. They don't win TV matches very right. often, so. Uh, Rose and Cargill, as if. Cargill. Yep. Uh, it's not really a hard one. Like, no. Champ gets and I don't, back. I'm afraid that's not going to be... Uh, when like, has a title theft ever resulted in a title change? I would genuinely like to know because I don't, I can't think I of it. I don't anticipate that being a great match. No. Uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Steel Cage. I think Jungle Boy gets his win back. Agree. You can end the feud if you want to or have a rubber match. I don't care. But I think this is definitely Jungle Boy getting his win back. I agree. that just makes sense. Getting the win in the cage keeps... Maybe it'll do what it's supposed to do and keep Christian out. I don't know. But yeah, I think Jungle Boy wins Can't as imagine well. climbing with an injured arm. And I can't imagine Luchasaurus wins two zip against no. Jungle Boy. So. Because he, obviously Jungle Boy is the guy they have in mind to be more of a player going forward. So He's I would a pillar. that in a major stipulation match to end a feud, he needs to get the right. win. Uh, Britt Baker, Soraya, easy pick. Unfortunately, Soraya, mm-hmm. because they're not going to do all of this and have her not win, I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, Wardlow, Hobbs, Joe. So I'm gonna take Hobbs. I th- I think it should be Hobbs. Um, I I think it, there's a decent chance Wardlow retains, but I feel like he's had enough, and they can do something else with him. And maybe he loses this, and him and Joe can be over the ROH title. I guess Joe doesn't yeah. need a second title, and I think Hobbs. All I, right, I, said I Hobbs will, has earned it. I will take Wardlow to retain because I think they think he's still the bigger star. That I think that's to. maybe where I lose, but you know I'm going to take a gamble on Hobbs. I, agree. I don't think that's a terrible. I hope it's Hobbs. I'd love it for it but to be I, Hobbs. I feel I think like it's a chance. So I feel like it's Wardlow. Maybe Wardlow gets a different title instead, and you can. I don't know because I mean there's I, enough I of them floating around out there. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader for the AW Interim Women's World Championship. Um, Messel. You might get yours back here. I'll take Hater. Hater. I'll say because it's interim, this they're going to use this to give her like a trial run, right? Without committing too much. 
I'll say because it's interim, they won't do that. And she's over right now. Um, so if they're listening to the fans, they should give it to her. And I like her, so I'll take. I think they'd wait. Her. Like you can revisit this if it's a blood feud, like or if, like is this bitter feud with friends? You can kind of revisit it once the title's legit. Because I feel like I'd kind of want to have the title change once the interim nonsense is kind of cleared out of the air, whether it means the rose is stripped or not. Yeah. So I'll take Storm. Nice. A um, variety. Acclaimed Swerve and Lee for the tag titles. Easy pick is the Acclaimed. Acclaimed retain and probably, probably things with Swerve and Lee come to a head, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think like Acclaimed probably have FTR down the road. Probably yes. winter's coming, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elite Death Triangle for the trio titles. As much as I would love Death Triangle to win, and honestly, I don't know who I want to win. Probably Death Triangle, but Elite win. Elite it's are not losing pick. as they come back, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I don't like. It's great Death Triangle have the the belts, but it doesn't kill them to not have them. I don't think. And you need the Elite right now because the people are going to be so thrilled they're back that why not put the belts on them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the main event, which will be Moxley and MJF for the not world an title. easy one. I'm. I know. I would have thought it was such a shoe in before, and now I'm like. I'm still leaning towards MJF, but I don't know. I don't know either. Um, what are you taking? I don't know. I'm thinking. Uh... It's. I like that. That I honestly don't know. It could go either way. I, that is nice because mm-hmm. usually I'm pretty confident in most of my picks. Yes. But this one, I'm not uh, sure. Um, I don't know. I will take. I'll. I'll take Moxley to retain. Really. Just, okay. I don't really have a ton of reason why. I just have a hunch that okay. they're going to drag it out a bit more. And then MJF's really going to lean into being a super heel. Like, he's got another level he could go to. And he needs to get more frustrated. And somehow losing, maybe questionably, um, will put him at that next level of clearly a with the mega firm. heel. So I'll take Moxley to retain. I just talked you into it, probably, didn't I? Yeah, um, I'll go with Moxley. <laughs> I, mean, I love Moxley, so that's that works. Uh, that's it. Right, like just it? one more thing for MJF to get super yeah. mad about and, and unlock. Maybe his, that'll like, maybe like super villain, and maybe he'll reveal the the ruse. Yeah, I don't know something like that. I mean, I I'm okay with being wrong, but honestly, like Stokely could easily do something, right? To as much as I said, I knew that Moxley would lose it to MJF. It doesn't have to be now. Well, I'm still not ready for Moxley's. I don't want him. And he still could, but I don't know if it has to be this match. I don't want him to lose the title. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's everything. I don't think I missed everything. Nice. Or anything. Cool. And so we are. you have some figuring it out to discuss? Kind of a little bit. All right. So we will move into that now, our final segment, where Jack talks about anything from the world of wrestling action figures in Figuring It Out with Jack. All right, what do you have for us? All right, so um, Nate went to the mall to meet a friend, so I tagged on because I was like, ooh, maybe I'll look at stuff. Yes, look at stuff I did. And you were um, very happy with what you looked at. I went to Mind Games. They don't really have much there. They had some Lego, which was kind of cool. Um, this is just going to be kind of my general mall trip, I guess, but but it, it is related. It leads we'll to there. figuring. Um, then I went to Toys R Us, so they had, they had some solid figures. It, there was... They had like I want to say like six or seven of the WrestleMania 38 Elite AJ Styles, which is the Boneyard attire. Yeah. So it's basically like AJ Styles and jeans. Nice. I think the cloth OC shirt is nice, but like it's AJ Styles and jeans, so right. It's not that interesting. It's definitely the shelf warmer that set. I think most sets tend to have one, and so that is the one of that set. And they had the SummerSlam Elite um 
Rey Mysterio, which was the build figure Dominic, so he's got his child sever head, basically. <laughs> yes. To and it is child Dominic, and the Rey Mysterio is from said match, or the custody of Dominic ladder match. So you too can recreate that match Sick. if you have the Legends Eddie Guerrero as well. Um, I was just telling you if they had the Shawn Michaels from that series, I would have gone next from the Hulk Hogan match. Amazing. So, the oversell match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, so they had like a Legends Rey Mysterio too. They had three different Rey Mysterios there. Um, AW figures that weren't anything interesting. It was just unmatched three with like Brody Lee, Dark Order, and then some unrivaled. There was like Pack from Series Three, which was kind of, eh. and there was some Series Six with like Lucha Bros and Chris Jericho and probably Hager. Um, so that wasn't super interesting. And then um, like some new Marvel figures, which was kind of cool. They had some of the zombie ones from What If, but nothing that super interesting because. And I was looking at Star Wars figures. They had a Mandalorian from remember the one episode where he's on like the snow planet and it crashes and there's like the spiders. Yes. So they had him from that and he comes with a spider, which is fantastic. Cool. I almost got that. Cause, like I just really wanted something. So I almost bought that unnecessarily. I didn't and then... in my infinite wisdom. I went to GameStop. Um, so in like the one of the back corners, they have some their action figures and stuff or some of the other action figures because the Star Wars ones are kind of on the side wall. They have some cool ones, but nothing that really strikes that really like struck me um i saw one of the wrestling buddies the aw wrestling buddies and it was the street fighter kenny omega one yeah it's like this they they have like these crossover figures from when the elite wore street fighter gear at fighter fest i think and so then i was like oh my god do they have the figures here and i look up and lo and behold there's some of the street fighter kenny omega figures like the just the stranded on rival ones so naturally I've got two. I've got my I've got my loose one in my hand. And, and one in I a got, box. I got a mock one here in the package. Um, and so the reason I did that because it's a GameStop exclusive and it's a limited edition. So I I'm predicting it'll be something like a chase because like it's not like the usual chase variants where it's like one of three thousand or something like that. It just says limited edition, but I figure that'll become that'll become something down the line. Oh yeah. Um, you know, the collectors. So I think it'll be nice. And the packaging's really nice. Like I was, I didn't even want to open the one I have because even though I got two, but so it's really nice. Um, and uh, we don't, we never get like anything released on time. You know, like yeah, we're always a few series behind in yes. elites and the AW figures. So I think it's really cool because I've, I've only, I remember hearing like a few weeks ago or like a month ago or so that this was hitting Canadian Game Stops. Yeah, but it's one of those things like. It's one of those figures that I thought was kind of cool, but I never really expected to hit around here, so I never really cared about it. But now I'm just waiting for the Young Buck ones to hit so that I can get all three. So it's cool because I'm pretty sure someone, like, I don't think it's hit American Game Stops yet. like the one guy I always watch reviews of, uh, My Damn Toys, He, I don't think he's reviewed it yet. So nice. I got two before he's got one. So that's so pretty funny. It's basically, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's like, so it's Kamega as Akuma. I don't, I don't do Street Fighter, so... I don't know, but the packaging's super nice. I think it's really cool. And then it's basically the Omega one's probably the least Street Fighter of the three because then you got Young Bucks as Ryu and Ken, I think it yeah. is, and like the white and red, and they got like these cloth geese, which is cool. But Omega's probably like the least Street Fighter because it's just him with like dyed hair, and he's got like a Japanese symbol paint on his back, and then the rest of it, like from the waist down, is the same as his first AW figure with the double or nothing purple tights nice but it's pretty cool you get a couple heads like there's a street fire hands with the whatever it is i don't know it's cool yeah um so that was your good find yeah it was i was like losing my crap because it was like i've never this is probably the closest to a chase i'll get because i don't know if i'll ever find one awesome and they also had christian cage which note i don't have it 
All right, man. Well, it's like 1.30 and I need to go to bed um, and we need to get up and go to watch some wrestling. So we will, I, I mean, if Full Gear is awesome, we might come down and record because we've got a little more time maybe than we would normally next oh, week. Yeah, true. Uh, we might also in that time talk about the show that we're going to tomorrow, which hopefully should be really fun. Um, so keep your eyes peeled, as my mom would say, for that. If you're subscribed or following or whatever, you should get a notification, hopefully. Um, so we would love for you to check that out as well. But uh, even if we don't get around to that, we'll definitely be back next Saturday with episode 123. So thanks for joining us for this episode. Hope to see you back next week. And until then, take care. Bye-bye.